Yo, welcome back. Thank you for coming back. We really appreciate you coming back. Well, I appreciate you. There's no we. It's just me and you, which makes us... Uh, we're just happy that you came back. Today on the podcast, we have uh, one of my best friends, one of the coolest guys I know, Ryan Went. Now, Ryan is a security guard at... I don't even think security guard's a good way of describing it. He's more of like a, uh, a hospital cop. But he works at a hospital in Cobb County that uh, deals with a lot of mental health patients. So we're going to talk about how COVID has affected that uh, and just the world in general. You know how it goes. You, if you're listening to this, you've been here before. So without further ado, let's get to it. Are you ready? Are you ready to try? In a holy man's you got to make your decision. But don't wait too long. That's like the best thing I have because nobody else was getting called BZ back then except for Obama. <laughs> and you are our Obama. What is that even? No, I'm not. How could I be? I'm not Obama. You were our Obama. I don't see how. Yeah. So fuck it. Everyone misses Obama. I kind of miss Obama too. Bro, but I don't want his puppy as our president either. Bro, have you ever noticed that like presidents never have like legit ass dogs? But Obama had two of them niggas. Didn't but he have, did he have legit dogs? Yeah, like I'm yeah. talking like if I'm like if you're talking like a pit bull or something. Yeah. Oh no, nah, hell no. That's what I'm saying. Like no, but like not like not even just a pit bull. Even like a fucking German Shepherd or like a husky, right? Oh yeah. They always get these like regal ass kind of bitch made dogs, right? I feel like that's just for the aesthetic of like being a president. Well, Can that. you imagine me walking around as a president with like a fucking Malamute or like a pit bull or something mad aggressive? Like if anybody's gonna get a wild aggressive dog, it's gonna be Trump right now. But here's the thing—that's the thing. Like if you're the president, what kind of dog are you getting? Right? I'm gonna get a French bulldog, bro. <laughs> 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 as the, as the president, you gonna get a French bulldog? I'm gonna get a French bulldog. You know, yeah, 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 uh, I think like traditionally you have to get two, so you just can't have one because that way they can play with each other, right? It's the whole. Well, if the lady we were talking about is my first lady, we're just going to get a corgi as well. So, you going to get a French bulldog and a corgi? Yeah. That's one like, fluffy butt and one that looks like Batman. Oh, my God. So, that's like some shit you'd see. In like, that's a Florida family right there. That, there you go. <laughs> dog, fuck that. See, here's the thing. You're the president. you got to set the tone for the country, dog. Yeah, and I want cute dogs as like the tone to be set for like an acceptable dog. Like, I want to get away from that, oh, if you were, like, dude. Dude. Fuck, you fuck that. have, like... Small dogs is like weird. Dude. I have a Chihuahua nigga, and he's like <laughs> one of the most aggressive ass Chihuahuas I've ever seen. Bro, so all small dogs are born with like a Napoleon complex. Fact, right? Big dogs never try you. In fact, most big dogs are bitch made. Bullshit. My fucking German Shepherd would try the hell out of you. Well, that's because he's a German Shepherd. That's he a whole other to th- eat niggas. That's a whole different thing, bro. Yeah. Fucking dog. You gotta. If I was a president, I got you. Gotta go big. Alaskan side. No, what is it? A Siberian Mountain Husky. Damn, I saw one of those yesterday. Bro, that shit is scary. That's what you gotta do. That shit was at my nipple, homie. That's what you gotta do. Fours. That thing's a fucking lion. That was freaky. Bro. I was like, hmm. For the I, first time, I might actually get mauled by a dog. Bro. So, you know, it's, so um, in Russia, like the supermax prisons that they have out in like, the middle of the fucking, uh, you know, this the, what do they call it? Serbia? Not Serbia. What's that big ass, like, winter desert out there? Tundra? No, it's not the tundra. What the fuck? You said Serbia. 
It's not Serbia. It's a uh, Siberian. Yeah. Siberian tundra. Yeah. yeah, something like bro. So they have like a supermax prison out there, right? Where they put the worst of the worst, because you know Russians are hardcore, so they got to put them in the most hardcore place. They keep they use those dogs instead of um, German shepherds. And I was watching a Nat Geo documentary, and they were like, "This dog attacks you with the force of a forty-five caliber bullet." And I was like, "Sold." So then I like looked. But that's at, so underwhelming, though. I mean, a dog that big, yeah, can do as much as my pistol in a car does. That's kind of that's underwhelming. Kinda, how's that underwhelming? It's like telling me a lion does as much damage as a nine millimeter. They just, pistol, but right? here's the thing: they just compare it an animal that walks on four legs to a gun. That's impressive. I understand if you said like a fifty cal, <laughs> but a forty-five—that's very mild, my nigga. <laughs> okay, so would you want to get shot? I mean, yeah, you'd want to get shot. I'd rather get shot than bit a okay. couple hundred times. Bet, and that's what that dog's. But it's eat. because it looks more gruesome getting bit. At least when I get shot, it's like oh. <laughs> You know, two seconds. This nigga don't know when to stop biting. Like, yo, I'm sitting here punching a dog. Like, no, bro. I'd rather just get shot and not see the bullet. But here's the thing, right? So I looked up how to get them and how to train them, right? So they go for, I think, like, uh, I think the time they're going for like two grand for purebred ones. Mm -hmm. But they say the second you get those dogs, from the second, from like the time they like can walk, so like right when they lose their like blindness and can walk around, Mm -hmm. you have to establish yourself as the the alpha. Because their natural inclination is to shepherd. And if you don't, they will herd you and your family. That's funny as fuck. <laughs> Bro, but it's like... Can you, you imagine sitting in the corner because your dog herded you? No, there? but that shit's... Like, the lady, like the lady was... Um, it was a small white lady from Florida, and she was showing you how to train them. She's like, you have to treat this puppy like a grown fucking... Dude, because they're born the size of French Bulldogs. Like, they push them out. <laughs> French Bulldogs. That's oh, right. So they just get bigger from there. She's like, you have to literally like, pick them up and kind of shake them. Like, you like you got to put the fear of God in them because they will fucking hurt you. And, like, people that you bring them to the crib. <laughs> so you a borderline have to abuse your dog? Kind of sort of. Like, to understand that you are this nigga? Like, you got to, low-key, you got to be like Ray Lewis with your dog. You just got to come in here and I run this shit. Bro, Every crazy. Sunday, I give it my all, bro. Like, so Mike can't... Vick was on the right path, though. You telling me that? Uh, he... In the case, if he had one of these, he was doing it right. Maybe. Oh, damn. Maybe. That's rough. Maybe. That's what you gotta do, dog. That's the kind of dog you gotta get. Are we recording? Of course. You hear that, white people? Mike Vick did right. <laughs> he had this dog. Bro, I can't believe people are still mad at Michael Vick. I can't either. Like, people are still, like, big mad about Michael Vick. I can't either, bro, because people always want to, like, forgive and forget. That's, like, the quote. But apparently with Mike Vick or anybody that, quote, unquote, pays their thing to society and gets out, they can't let shit go. But if it's one of their own, we must forget it. Oh, we gotta forgive you. Always forget it. Always. Look, they did that back before they were saved by Jesus. But the, I don't get that, bro. <laughs> like, why is it that this nigga can be saved by Jesus, but this nigga can't, bro? Why can this nigga serve his time, but this one can't? I was, I was devastated when Michael Vick went to prison, bro. bro I couldn't I, even believe it. I was devastated. Like I remember hearing about it, right? Because like at the time, Michael Vick was literally my favorite player on the planet. He right? was the player. Oh, I, like, bro, that's like he's partially the reason I moved to Atlanta, right? Because yeah. growing up, I couldn't be a Chiefs fan because Joe was a Chiefs fan. I really didn't want to be a Cowboys fan. Mm-hmm. And then Michael Vick comes out of nowhere. He's like, I'm gonna take this rock and I'm gonna run it fucking 85 yards to the crib. Fuck with me. Consistently. <laughs> Consistently. Consistently, right? I had never seen anyone play like that. And I remember when it came on ESPN, like he going to jail. I'm like, nah, he probably gonna like pay somebody. And like, oh, he going to federal prison. Fam. Federal prison. I because we were all young at the time. I couldn't even understand or fathom why he would even be caught up in some bullshit like that. 
to begin with. Well, I think what it was was um, so he had that house in Virginia, and then he let his cousin stay there. Mm-hmm. So his cousin and his friends were the ones who were dog fighting. Because you like my little bit comes from like a family of like fucking coon ass niggas, bro. Yeah, I believe it. Like his brother, bruh. Nigga, like I think he got he got dismissed from Virginia Tech for a bunch of shit. I think the last thing he did was like he you talking Marcus? Yeah, bro. He like brought a gun to a McDonald's or some shit. Like, bro, fucking wild, right? Yeah. So then, like, when the feds like some, I don't even I don't know how it became a federal case, right? But they came to the house, they raided it, they found all the dogs and shit, and basically everyone in the house they were like, who owns it? And they were like, Mike owns it, right? And then he kind of got brought. Basically, everyone snitched on him. Yeah. That's why he only ended up getting like a year and a half. But that shit was wild. Like first I was like, why is this a federal case? And then another thing was like it's like, damn, like it felt like I could never have a hero, right? Mm-hmm. It feels like as black people we can never really have heroes. Nah, bro, because they're gonna shit on us somehow, bro. Bro, it's like damn. It's like, either they shit on us or the nigga dies, rest in peace Chad Boswick, but bruh. That's how it goes. Bruh. Then they locked him up in Kansas, right? Which is I don't, that would felt weird. <laughs> I do. I worked with the dude who was locked up with him, right? So back then I was working at Sonic, right? So if you work in fast food, you gonna meet some felons, right? Facts. <laughs> Facts. So um, I was like, so what's he like? He's like, man, he's just cool. But this so so there's this um kind of this whole you know what Santeria is? Yeah. All right. So like, there's this like thing in Santeria where there's like this group called uh, I think it's like. That they, uh, they they like the Saint Saint Lazaro, right? Mm-hmm. Saint Lazaro was a, the uh, saint of dogs. Oh no, the saint of animals, mm-hmm. right? So basically, if you fuck with an animal and you in prison, they trying to fuck you up. They'll try to kill you and shit. Oh, shit. And they had to separate Michael Vick from them dudes. Wait, so there was like active Santeria niggas in prison with this man? Dude, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. See, I only knew women that were in Santeria, so I never knew like. Dude, Santeria is huge. Dudes was like practicing actively like Santeria. Oh, dude, fuck yeah. Yeah. Dude, fuck yeah. That shit was wild, dude. Jesus. And then we drafted Matt Ryan. <laughs> Fucking cheesecake face bastard <laughs> out of nowhere. <laughs> Bro, no one in Atlanta likes him. But he, yo, when we went to the, uh, the fucking practice, uh-huh. he seemed like such a cool ass dude, though. Ooh. Like, that's the part that's kind of fucked up. Like, now that I've seen him in that light, it's kind of like, hmm, I want you fire, <laughs> but <laughs> we want but him. I want you, like, kind of to stick around. And, you like, want be him cool fired. Why yeah, would you get him fired? Bro, because I need, I need, I need somebody that's going to, like, command the rock. You know what I'm saying? You don't command the rock? In my opinion, there's so many big games that he kind of coughed it up. In my, in my eyes, he's like the Atlanta version of Eli Manning. Because, you know, I was a big Giants fan, too. Yeah. And Eli Manning could lead a team or a game mm-hmm. 21-0, 21-7, mm-hmm. and then in the second half, blow that whole game, mm-hmm. and the Giants lose. Ooh. And I feel like Matt Ryan was on that trajectory. Like, he will have a good game, great mm-hmm. game, get four or 500-yard games, and mm-hmm. still cough it up. Damn. Still, and I think the reason why he's like that, and... I'm giving him a big reason, like a big if, mm-hmm. is because of Mike Smith when he played under Mike Smith all those years. Because remember, Mike Smith was very conservative. He was. In football. He was and cons- I feel like Matt Ryan plays very conservatively in big games mm-hmm. because that's how he came into the league. Dude, so his – Matt Ryan's trajectory reminds me a lot of Peyton Manning, right? So remember when Peyton Manning came in, his rookie year was trash, right? But he was a rookie who – but then from, like, rookie year until his first Super Bowl, he was always, like, 
the best quarterback who's never won, right? Yeah. So if you look at like Matt Ryan and Peyton Manning's stats, they're pretty similar along their career trajectories, right? Mm-hmm. They're both super consistent. Um, they're both really, really smart, right? And neither one of them was like really like elite at anything, right? So Peyton Manning, where he was elite in was his understanding of defenses and offensive, right? Um, Matt Ryan is elite in the sense that he's good but not great at things. So he has a good but not great arm. He's good but not great at like reading defenses. He's good at not great at a lot of things, right? But you put it all together and you get a decent quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. And I think Mike Smith was pretty conservative, right? Hella conservative. Hella um, conservative. But I also think it was a function of um, their offense as well, right? So we had Mike Malarkey as the offensive coordinator, then we had Dirk Cutter, right? Mm-hmm. So Mike Malarkey's whole thing was with Michael Turner. We're gonna hand the ball off to him thirty times, then work the play action game. Mm-hmm. Then Mike, then Derek Cutter comes in and he's like, "Man, fuck that shit. We throwing this bitch forty times a game." <laughs> but at the same time, the Atlanta Falcons have always invested heavily in the offense, right? So Mike Smith came over here and a lot like Dan Quinn, he was a defensive guy. And what they do? Well, we drafted Julio. We drafted a bunch of offensive guys. We always loaded up the offense. And then the defensive guys is like, fuck, get the safety in here and hopefully we can develop them. But I think um, Kyle Shanahan was the one who really unlocked like Matt Ryan's potential as a oh, yeah, quarterback, 100%. right? Like we had the best games of our like recent decade or recent era mm-hmm. with Kyle Shanahan. The only problem is Kyle Shanahan can't win a big game. Yeah, we saw that twice, bro. Like with the 49ers and with us for, in the Super Bowl. When the, like, bro, when the Falcons beat them that year, I'm like, these niggas better not go to the Super Bowl. And they did. I'm like, they're gonna lose. <laughs> they're gonna fucking lose because Kyle Shanahan. Here's the thing: it'll always be simple, run or pass. And Kyle always go, oh, we need to pass this bitch. And it fucking cost him, dog. Mm-hmm. Hilarious. But, ooh, I don't know, man. Bro, how's this COVID shit affecting you? You doing all right? Oh, damn. I haven't seen you since the Super Bowl. Bro, you have not. I'm actually just realizing that. Bro, right? It feel like... <laughs> <laughs> like COVID literally happened right after the Bro, Super Bowl. Bro, right? So, like, it's fall now, dog. Okay. Well, it's fucking fall. Well, COVID was cool the first maybe two, three months. Mm-hmm. Because at the hospital, I don't know if old girl told you, but, like, the censuses in most of the hospitals were real low. Yeah, like... Not a lot of people was coming in, especially during the quarantine time, because they didn't want to get sick mm-hmm. or nothing like that. They mm-hmm. didn't want to be at the hospital. So a lot of bullshit that we always got coming in the door, mm-hmm. everybody wanted to, like, take care of it themselves at home. Yeah. So a lot of bullshit, like, little cuts. Yeah. Uh, bruises, headaches. I got a tummy ache kind of deals. Of course. Yeah. They can do that shit at home. You got <laughs> Pepto-Bismol, Band-Aids, my nigga, alcohol, peroxide, regular shit that is here to take care of Fucking it. Fucking ginger and lemon. Exactly. <laughs> But, um, I think around, like, late July, like, that second wave came out of fucking nowhere. Because mm. it went from being, you know, chill, maybe not, I, there was times I sat down and I was like, yo, when the fuck am I gonna, like, do something? Mm. So kind of like a ghost town in there. Bruh, yes. Damn. The entire hospital. Damn. Like, those were my freest days. Like, if I wanted to do, like, a mixtape, I could have done it. <laughs> That's how dead it was at work. And, what, mind you, I work at one of the busiest hospitals in the state. So, mm-hmm. 
it was kind of shocking yeah. to see it like that. Were you expecting that, or were you expecting just a windfall? Of... I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting it like how it was in New York. Yeah. Like how niggas was coming in, and we did have that. Uh-huh. Like, there was two sections of the hospital that we dedicated strictly to COVID patients. Holy fuck. Like, one half of the ER mm-hmm. was strictly COVID, and then the other half was ghost town because no COVID. Now, when you when you section off a hospital like that, like what does that look like? Do you like do you like put up curtains or it's it... like a big fucking detour? Okay. So the two places that they were put in had there were locked units. Mm-hmm. So there was a door on either side that shut and was magnetized and locked. Fuck. The so only people that can go in there was staff. So was that for the COVID people? That was for the COVID people. Okay. And they had signs Damn. everywhere. There was like biohazard signs saying, you know, don't come in here. Yeah. Strictly COVID-19 patients, et cetera, et cetera. So we had a part of the ER. We had a whole section of a tower Mm -hmm. dedicated to it. And then we had one and a half ICUs dedicated to it. So one full ICU section Mm -hmm. was dedicated to COVID. And then the half of the next ICU that was basically downstairs from it Mm -hmm. was dedicated to COVID. And I mean... At first, it was kind of scary mm-hmm. because literally you don't know if your next breath is going to be the difference between life and death, mm-hmm. you know. For you or somebody else. Exactly, because no bullshit. Like, a lot of people say that they didn't, you know, believe in COVID, trust in COVID. But when I tell you, my morgue went from having, like, maybe six to nine people a day. Mm-hmm. It holds maximum 14 people. Mm-hmm. Before we got... A mobile morgue from the National Guard, I counted up to 26 people in the morgue. It was to the point that we had to leave people in the beds that they died in. Wait, was, so was that just from COVID or was that from COVID, COVID plus other majority things? Majority COVID. Because so have, every COVID patient that comes down, they have a biohazard sticker on their dead body. And somewhere on the bag or their death log, it will say COVID-19. Fuck. Yeah. And how many could the could the mobile uh, more cold? I don't know. Fucking shit. Because around the same time COVID happened, I got promoted. Mm-hmm. So a lot of that legwork, as far as putting bodies in the morgue and stuff, I yeah, you weren't doing that anymore. Exactly. So you were just so doing the paperwork and reports and stuff. Yeah, like I never went into the mobile morgue. But holy shit. Yeah. So when did that second wave hit? So late July, early August, mm-hmm. I would say, or late June. Not late July, early August, because we had all that Independence Day stuff, and then it came in. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's when it got, it didn't get scary like it did initially, but it was still scary Mm -hmm. in the fact that everybody had got so used to COVID at this point, Mm -hmm. but because there was nobody in the hospital anymore, they kind of got a little lax on face coverings all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, if nobody came in with the symptoms that they could see, mm-hmm. like the headache, the coughing, the chest pain, the this, the that, the whatever. Yeah. They weren't wearing the face mask as Yeah, much. they were just like, oh, they're good. Exactly. Yeah. But um, when they started coming in through the trauma hall, people that had car accidents, people that had uh, heart attacks, shit like that. But... People didn't know that they also had COVID on top of that. So there was a lot of nurses started dropping like flies going home because they had the COVID symptoms or they tested positive for COVID, shit like that. Mm -hmm. So that part 
was like freaking now we're like getting to that equilibrium again yeah like oh it's it's coming yeah because what a lot of people don't know and what um the media didn't put out there because they probably didn't know either mm-hmm. is that the face mask that you wear can't protect you from covid completely excuse me what okay so the face mask the, that you the wear N, the n95 ones is... the n95 will okay but the regular ones won't so what are the regular ones like the so surgical? the regular yeah the little uh not the cloth ones but the surgical like, mask thing yeah the cloth one? that won't protect you fully from covid it yeah. can help slow the spread because whatever the person who has covid has if they do that all within that mask it won't escape the mask mm-hmm. but say you have covid and i'm wearing my mask and you're coughing in my face, it can still transmit through. Like, I can still possibly get COVID from you. Fuck. You get what I'm saying? That's why yeah. they were pushing everybody wore masks. Were you guys also wearing, the, like, the visor thing, too? Yeah. I've some seen people, some people just go straight visor, fuck, like, the big old visor, no mask. But no, that doesn't even work either because it's still an open space underneath that visor. <laughs> so, because it's just like wearing glasses. Mm-hmm. You can see here where glasses do woodworking and somehow still, like, uh, like some wood shavings yeah, still get up on your eye. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That was so, fuck me. Yeah. Like that's a thing that nobody expressed, but I think that was mostly because of that N95 shortage mm-hmm. when everybody initially freaked out. That, so, that 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 initial freak out was weird. Yeah, it was. Right? Cuz it went from it literally went from 0 to from 0 to 100, mm-hmm. right? So I remember like fucking they found that first case in Oregon, mm-hmm. right? I saw that and I was like it's everywhere. Right, and they said a motherfucker got on a flight, then he got to, he like flew in from someplace, ended up in Oregon. I'm like, it's here. Right, it's crazy. Like niggas don't give a fuck. The the part that blew me, I don't know if anybody remembers this, but it was really Trump saying that we're gonna get whoever was in China, like American people, home mm-hmm. when China was in the middle of it. Yeah. And you realize when they came back, they're like, "Oh, we're gonna make sure they're good, whatever, blah blah blah." Mm-hmm. We weren't good, nigga. No. Like no, <laughs> within the all. weeks, not at all. That shit started coming like, out. Not at all, bro. Exactly. Like New York, that's sh- like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna get them and quarantine them somewhere, mm-hmm. and then once they're quarantined and good, then we're gonna release them to the public." Yeah, that shit was dead within like the first few weeks. Because New, bro, the way New York got hit. Yeah, bro, that shit was crazy. that. That's what had me scared, bro. Mm-hmm. Because, one, I got a lot of family in New York, but just seeing, like... Because initially, like, that initial, like, freak-out period was weird because, like, you go to stores, and for some fucking reason, there's no toilet paper. So I'm like, man, it didn't scare the shit out of people, right? So then, like, you didn't know, like, how much food to stock up on. You No one really know how it was transmitted. And then, when, like, what didn't make things any better was you'd have Trump come out, and he'd be like, first off, me and my boys beat the fuck out of COVID last night. You ain't got to worry about That's it. What I'm saying. Then Fauci would come up and be like, I don't know what the fuck this nigga is talking about, but like, yeah, y'all just yeah. in the crib, right? Yeah, that was a weird time because not seeing toilet paper was kind of weird. Yeah. But also getting limits on certain necessities like water bottles or some shit like that. That was also weird for me. Bro, it was super weird. But I was working so much. Yeah. That for a time, like, I really didn't understand the scope of it because I wasn't stuck at home like most people. Yeah. But, yeah, like, actually having to go out and buy it and being told, nah, nigga, like, it's only one case at a time. Yeah. So I'm sitting here. Remember when it the tornadoes took out Alabama? Mm-hmm. That's kind of what it felt like when I was looking for, like, water bottles. Yeah. 
because usually I'm used to getting two, three, four cases mm-hmm. at the crib because me and my mom work so much. Yeah. But Bro. now I'm stuck with this one fucking case. Yeah, what the fuck am I going to do and with And then this? I have to drive to the Walmart two, three exits over. Yeah. Get another case. Drive to the Sam's Club two, three exits back. Yeah. Get another case. <laughs> Like, that shit was weird, bro. That shit was, yeah. It was, bro, it was fucking terrifying. Or <laughs> running out of toilet paper, I'm like, yo. So, when y'all <laughs> niggas gonna come up off that roll, bro, because your boy needs to, like, wipe his ass or some shit. Bro, another thing that was weird is seeing how, like, people would react to it, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, so then I, I went back to my job, right? I'm working in a restaurant. And it was weird, right? Because, like, people will come in. Like, DoorDash drivers are coming in, like, basically hazmat suits and scuba gear, right? Facts, yeah. And then we'd be like, hey, you got to wait for the fries to cook. And they would be like, oh, man, people are dying out here. And I'm like, why the fuck? Not really, though. Here's the thing. So then there became, like, this fuck it moment, right? Mm -hmm. And like you said, it came, like, right when the summer started. Everyone was like, fuck it. If I get it, I get it. If I don't, especially Florida, right? Mm -hmm. Here's my thing. When When Florida didn't, like, implode, I was like, all right, we might be okay, right? There was just, like, this real moment. Everyone was like, fuck it. You're going to get it. You're going to get it. Then, like, the whole protest shit starting, right? And then everyone yeah. was just like, now everyone's kind of just like, fuck it. Dude, I'm going to do it my thing, mm-hmm. right? Because that's how I was when we went out to California. Because, like, California was just, like, I think California and Georgia were up in the top five at that point. Yeah, facts. And I was like, either way, yeah. <laughs> I'm in the danger zone. might just get it. <laughs> fuck it, might as well, right? But then, mm-hmm. you like, but then, like, you watch the news, and then you go outside. The sky isn't falling, right? Everybody seems to be doing all right, and it's just like okay, there's two different realities that you can choose to live in. Mm-hmm. It's fucking weird. Yeah, it is. Did it fuck up any of your plans? I mean, kind of. It didn't. Well, yeah. Well, it did fuck up my plans because there was like I wanted to go to actual carnival mm. this year, and the plan was really to go to uh, Caravana in Canada. Word. Yeah. Because Word. I missed the one in Trinidad. That's the one Gabe went to. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to go to Carabana. Mm-hmm. But one after the other, all the Carabana spots started mm-hmm. getting canceled. Damn. And so it fucked up that in that regard. Mm-hmm. And even now, like, just wanting to just get a second away from work. Yeah. And to, like, go do something, just get my mind off it. I can't. Yeah. Because... You know me. I like to go dance, go clubbing. Whatever. Yeah. I can't do that shit. I can't go to a bar, mm-hmm. which I really didn't care for too much. Yeah. But I just can't go out and, like, enjoy mm-hmm. some sort of, like, nightlife or something away from my house. Yeah. But I'm also not mad because I always have been kind of like a homebody. So Kind of. Kind of. But you like to go have your fun. Yeah, of course. Bro, that was the, that was the shittiest part, right? You couldn't go do nothing. The gym was shut down. Schools were shut down, right? Well, slick. My gym didn't shut down until late into COVID. Bruh. Like late, late into COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you gotta come get these fucking games, yeah, bro. Bruh. Fuck it. I got COVID. I had it. I got a. You did. Yeah. Fine. I was. I was. Uh, I was asymptomatic. Mm. So I got it. One of our roommates got it. Um, mm. Two of our roommates got it, then Mahalia didn't for some reason, right? She tested negative, so mm. shit. Um, but it, it was weird, right? Because once I, like, um, we didn't know anyone had had it until one of my roommates lost the ability to taste and to oh, smell. Shit. And I was like, okay. So we all got tested. And, like, what was weird was it, it really wasn't that bad, right? So I think the only symptom I had was, like, a sore throat. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. So like if I never got tested, I never would have known. So like after getting it and getting over it, I I attribute it mostly to Waffle House, right? I've been eating Waffle House for over ten years. So your guts is uh, is reinforced. Not facts, bro. And like when you go to Waffle, I don't eat a clean Waffle Houses. You gotta eat it. Of dirty, course, you gotta eat a dirty one. But my my number one rule is the more messed out your cook looks, the better the food tastes. Hundred percent. Yeah. And I don't Less teeth, to, better food. Yeah. I don't want to see him using any gloves either. I exactly. want you to grab raw food, throw it on the grill. Let me taste the salt off your palms, v. bro. Fucking working ass hands, F- bro. Yeah, I'm there with you, bro. Immune system A1. Yeah. But after getting it and shit, and um, I'm kind of at this, I don't know, I'm kind of in this weird point where I I wouldn't mind going back out again, mm-hmm. right? Especially after going to California. And like, going there was weird, right? Yeah. So, you see on the news, everyone gets pissed and they see people on the beach. That's the best fucking place to social distance. Mm-hmm. Right, because when you go to the beach, you're not trying to sit next to anyone anyway. Exactly, you're trying to stay to yourself. Exactly, so you go out there, you fucking eat a fucking edible, you you watch the ocean, you see some <laughs> dolphins, and like, oh, this is the move, right? <laughs> That's the shit, man. Facts. Oh man, and it's weird seeing like certain things come back, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, Tenet came out; it's coming out movie theaters now. But nobody wants to go to movie theaters because a lot of people are afraid to die. <laughs> 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 Like, that's what I've learned. That's a good, but like some people are still going, right? Yeah, the niggas that really don't give a fuck. That's weird. I think it's kind of, is that kind of irresponsible to release a movie now and expect people to go see it? Yes. <laughs> and no, because money still got to come. <laughs> but, I mean, I understand, but I've also seen the people on the ventilators, heard the way they breathe and shit. And, Dog. So, and I don't want to end up like that because, like you said, there was varying levels and degrees of like how people were affected with COVID mm-hmm. in your house. But unfortunately that's not the same for it's everybody. It's not universal. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because seeing niggas like struggle for just a regular ass breath mm-hmm. when two days ago, three days ago, they were perfectly fine. Yeah. That shit is scary, bro. That's real. Cause imagine the first two weeks of COVID or the first, not even first two weeks, like the first month of COVID. I would, it was like, I, t- <laughs> I say it all the time to my guys at work. Mm-hmm. It was like fucking, Bio warfare at work. Damn. Because people really didn't like understand how serious it was or give a fuck. Mm-hmm. So everybody that was stuck in those COVID areas that I told you about, mm-hmm. they were like blackmailing nurses to get what they wanted. So say like a nurse, everybody's stuck in a room. Uh-huh. They have a whole full fucking like HVAC system to each room. Okay. It's like a big ass HEPA filter uh-huh. with a tube. That runs out of a sealed window in their room. Fuck. Exactly. That's serious. So they can't come out the room or they're not supposed to come out the room. Mm -hmm. But because they are their own patient, they can still make their own decisions. So we can't really (laughs) force them to stay. Yeah. But. So they go, I'm I'm riding in the room. But exactly. But if people like, oh, I need a cup of water. Oh, I need fucking popcorn. But this specific type of popcorn. (laughs) Because that is something that somebody did do. Oh, I need this. I need that. I need this. Yeah. And you don't want to give it to me. I'm gonna fucking give you COVID. That is what it was, for like the first month. Wait. So patients were threatening nurses to give them COVID, COVID because they wanted things. to get certain things that they felt like they should have. Holy and shit! And if they didn't get it, they wanted to essentially pass COVID to the nurse. Look, Jesus. Look, it's nothing to come over there and cough on you. Exactly. That's fucking, that's deep. Like, there's, I've had people come out of their room 
and just start coughing oh, for no fuck. reason. Yes, like running up on nurses and coughing. Trying to get them sick. So what do y'all do? Y'all like fucking tase those guys? You no. fucking trank them? <laughs> we still have to treat them like a patient. Like I can't just go off and whoop the ass. Like <laughs> I have to like try to de-escalate the situation, get them back in their room. Mm-hmm. If they want to stay, they can stay. If they want to leave, unfortunately, we can let them go. But the only thing I want them to do is wear a face mask yeah. until they get the fuck off my property. Facts. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. But other than that, so like, was there like a so with the nurses that were working in this in these COVID areas? Was there like because like I remember when Ebola kind of came over here, and like they were like you know basically getting dressed, and then when they left the area, burning everything, like burning all their clothes and shit. They weren't necessarily burning anything, but they were also wearing that schmuck that get up eight to twelve hours a day, sometimes eighteen hours a day. Yeah, the whole the uh. The scrub cap, yeah. The bouffant, mm-hmm. the, the glasses, yeah. the goggles, the face shield, the N95 covered mm-hmm. with the regular surgical mask. Yeah. The whole schmock. They had the fucking gloves up to their elbows. Yeah. They had the shit on their feet. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I'm saying? They were wearing that all day, every day. Mm-hmm. No breaks. Fuck. The only break they may have had is probably switching out yeah. the PPE from patient to patient. Fuck. But other than that, no. Dude. When I tell you, there's people that I did not stop see sweating. Mm-hmm. Even like they couldn't even leave the floor to go to lunch. If they wanted Fuck. to eat, they had to probably bring that shit to work. They mm-hmm. could not go anywhere. Fuck. That's how bad it was. Dude, my um, Halia's dad is a respiratory therapist, and he was in he was about he was in New York, bro. Mm-hmm. And like the 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 things he was telling us was it was fucking sad, man. Mm-hmm. And so like the way he was explaining it. You die by yourself. Bro. Or you suffer by yourself. So he was like, so COVID's kind of, it's this weird thing, right? So um, they say if you get it and you start feeling like heaviness of breathing, the best thing you can do is to go outside and make sure that you're constantly like. You're working out ex- your lungs. Yeah, but you're, all, you're working out your lungs because mm-hmm. if they get you in bed and they start treating it like pneumonia, like he was basically like, look, if we put the fucking, if we put you on a ventilator, your chances of getting off that ventilator have dropped significantly. Mm-hmm. Right, because all that's gonna happen is like your lungs are gonna get weaker and weaker until eventually, like you just stop breathing, bro. Mm-hmm. And he, bro, what was crazy was he actually ended up getting it, right? Um, and they were so swamped in New York, bro. Like rest, like you, like you've seen it on the news, bro. Like the nurses, rep support therapists, doctors, surgeons, bro. They're so mm-hmm. fucking swamped that they were like, "Look, we know you have it, but if you're not showing symptoms, we still need you to come into work, bro." Mm-hmm. Like, that shit was fucking... Mm-hmm. That was crazy. And I give it, yo, I, I give props to all the respiratory therapists that I work with because they really, really busted their ass. Because every every patient that they had to go deal with, they had to treat it as if the person had COVID. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Every person they... Because every, everybody that was on a ventilator... Mm-hmm. They had a special protocol in place on how they get transported throughout the hospital. Mm-hmm. And essentially, they look like dead people. They just had this big white sheet draped over everything. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. But every respiratory therapist literally had to smock up uh-huh. and jump in, intubate them, whether they had COVID, yes or no. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I give props to them, bro, because they essentially did it without any complaint. Mm-hmm. If they complained, they did it within their department. You couldn't see that shit mm-hmm. like in public. So... 
Bro, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, man. The weirdest thing to come back is, I think, sports, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I think the NBA did it right. They the did. NBA was like, look, everyone bring your shit. You stay in at Disneyland. No one can fucking leave. If you exactly. leave, stay your ass. on Earth. Yeah. <laughs> who was the guy who came to Atlanta and got wings and now he got kicked off a team? Who, Lou Williams? Yeah. He didn't get kicked off the team. He's playing now. He's he on, is? Yeah, he's playing right now. Bro. He just had to, like, re-quarantine. What a dick. <laughs> right before, like, all the game started. Bro. But baseball, see, I'm interested to see how, like, baseball and football fair, especially football going into, like, the fall and shit, right? You know it's about to start, like, next week. Yeah, literally, seven days from now. Yeah. Football's back, right? And, like, I think football and baseball are the weirder ones because they're like, oh, we're going to fucking fly all across the country, right? So, with baseball, like, you saw, like, the Miami Marlins basically had, like, what, the first week they had 17 guys test positive with COVID? That's crazy. All right, and we're still going to try to play games. I wonder how, I wonder how football's going to be, right? Probably just as bad. If not worse. Bro, it's going to be a weird... Sc- I'll be surprised if nobody gets COVID. Oh, fuck it. Or a good number of people get COVID. Bro. With the amount of moving they're going to be doing. Bro. Here's the thing. I don't think anyone's going to freak out if, like, a bench player gets it, right? But, but like, if it's, like, a star player. Oh, like, if fucking Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson yeah. gets it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're done. Am I wrong to also think that I want to keep basketball the way it is right now? Like, I actually wa- like watching basketball how it is. Oh, in the fucking... Um, the bubble. Bro, I was bro. I was and like I, a March Madness kind of tournament style gameplay. I thought I was the only one who actually enjoyed it, bro. I love it. I love it because basically what it, what what you're looking at is like remember on 2K where you could play um, blacktop. Mm-hmm. That's basically what you're looking at. You exactly, know? it's a big fucking pickup game, bro. It is, and I love because there's no audience. Like the angles that the camera can get, and it literally mm-hmm. puts you right on the court, bro. And niggas is balling because they Going. don't have fucking fans. To, exactly, like, bro. Like they are balling, balling. Like you always hear about those guys who, like, go off and practice, right? Mm-hmm. And then, like, in the game, they freeze up because there's 30,000 people and some kid, like, spilling beer on his head. Mm-hmm. That kid's gone. Mm-hmm. There's no pressure. All you got is cameras, so fucking, bro. Exactly. These dudes are just it's going on. Balling, balling. Like, I haven't watched basketball in the better part of maybe, like, 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> I was a Knicks fan. That shit rubbed me the wrong way. Like Strong. the better the better part of fifteen years, I haven't really watched ba- uh, basketball or kept up with it. Mm-hmm. But like, I found myself starting to like fall in love with the sport again. Bro, this isn't a bad in way the to bubble. do it. It's not a bad way to do it. Yeah, that's a strong. Th- that's a that's a good point, bro. Yeah, man. Like when when I went to Virginia, that's like when I started watching it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yo, this nigga LeBron is a bully. Oh, 100 percent. Or like, uh. Who is it? Or Jamal Murray, how he balled the fuck out the last couple games. Going crazy. You know what I'm saying? I'm fucking just watching Devin Booker. Wait, he was balling out. Bruh, like, it was so much shit that I seen. was crazy. Or, like, I I was telling um, some of the guys, like, I haven't seen Jimmy Butler play, but all I do is hear about him. Mm -hmm. And I finally got to see him in the Heat play. Mm -hmm. And when I tell you, I was so blown away, it felt like I was watching Golden State all over again. Right? To see the Heat come out and mm-hmm. have nothing but fucking three-point shooters everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, these niggas can't ball out the gym. Bro. Jimmy Butler took over a game. Here's the, the thing. The game. Like, like you said, there's fire. no crowd. There's no pressure. Here's the thing, bro. Hitting the three-point shot when there's people around is is is, is weird, right? So, when we would play um, in the summer, I play in a pickup league with my brother and shit. So, like, the only people that be around is, like, families and shit. But, like, when you... Like, when you jack a three and there's, like, people looking at you and, like, cheering and shit, it feels so weird because it's such a far shot. And it's, like, you have to have some sort of expertise to hit it, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, 
when you drain that first one, like if you can hit the first one, you're good. Mm-hmm. But if you miss like the first three, it's a wrap. Just stop shooting, right? You didn't look like old uh, oh, Josh Smith. I miss him. Josh Smith didn't give a fuck. After half court, I'm jacking this bitch. Don't miss him. <laughs> Don't miss him. The fuck you missing him for? <laughs> he was exciting. <laughs> In a terrible way. In a very terrible way, yeah. Outside of dunks, I didn't see anything he was doing. But yeah, dude. They they figured it out, but football and baseball, I don't know. Baseball seems like it's gonna it's gonna finish, but I don't know how football is gonna do. Because then we're coming to this time of year, right, where it's either gonna be the flu, the cold, or COVID, and how are you gonna know the difference? And, yeah, and it's about to be real bad. But football, I don't know what football is gonna do, how it's gonna play out. Mm. I mean, I feel like it's just, I feel like we might get the same result that we see with basketball, with niggas just balling out the gym. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like niggas is going to be hitting each other harder. Right. It's going to look like a college game. Probably. There's no fans to mm-hmm. cheer them on. There's well, no other stadiums. bullshit. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Like, we're going to see niggas balling. Mm-hmm. We're going to see niggas probably talking way more shit now. Crazy because shit. they feel as though they're the only ones there. Crazy Like, shit. fuck it. Yeah. Like, I feel like it has the potential to be good like how basketball is, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's not going to go off as well. Mm. Like, I feel like niggas is going to get sick to sick enough to the point where they're going to maybe question calling it off, calling off yeah. the season. Because you see a bunch of, con- like, uh, the Big 12 and, like, the Pac-10, they were like, no fall sports. I feel like even the SEC said that, didn't they? Fuck no. I thought they did. Fuck oh, no. shit. I got my whole <laughs> shit fucked up. I swore the SEC or certain teams in the SEC was like, nah, nigga. Bruh. We not playing. This is the SEC. I we, get it. We play in the South. I right? get it. And sometimes it goes, look, it goes football, firearms, family. In that order. Mm-hmm. You ain't canceling football down here, bro. <laughs> but I, I feel so bad for like the college kids that do have to play, right? Because essentially you pay, you play it for free, and you accept all the risk, right? Like your coach is paid. Like Nick Saban ain't got to worry about shit. Dabo Sweeney got, got a, millions, bro. Yeah, like Dabo Sweeney is a hundred million dollar contract. Mm-hmm. He ain't got to worry about shit, right? But you do, and you got to come. Yeah, basically, you have to put you're putting your body on the line on playing the game, mm-hmm. but you're also putting like your health on the line by playing these games. So you know what the fuck these people have? It's weird. Mm-hmm. Fucking weird. <laughs> Dog, you drove a Bentley. That shit was lit. <laughs> I'm what not uh, gonna lie to you, like it changed. What kind of Bentley was it? It was a Continental GT. What year? I think it was a 2008. What? Bro, I'm, I'm just gonna let you know. Like, Explain yourself. For any regular nigga out there like me, mm-hmm. driving a Continental GT mm-hmm. versus like your run of the mill regular ass economy car. Mm-hmm. Blows it out the water nine times out of ten. It has to. It's a fucking Bentley. Nine times out of ten. But that's the crazy part. It's a fucking Bentley. Uh huh. Like, yo, when we fired it up and took it out, mm-hmm. right near where we had it <laughs> is a highway. <laughs> so it was me and this other dude in the car. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? Let me just hit the gas. For this little stretch right before we got on the highway, yeah, just, see just, what just the, see what we're, to see what the pickup is like. Just gonna see because you know how certain cars, like you know how like high horsepower cars, like the Mustang, mm-hmm. they fishtail, Lambos fishtail, Ferraris fishtail, yeah. shit. Like I didn't want to do that mm-hmm. on the highway. I didn't know what kind of driving we were gonna do on the highway because yeah. the person that let me drive the Bentley was driving another car that was just as fast. Uh-huh. I think it said keep up. 
because uh, I, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was a little blown by that. Okay. Actually, you know what? Context. Context. You know we went to Virginia because it was Gabe's birthday. Yes. When we went there, I assumed that the person that let us drive the Bentley was going to let Gabe drive his very fast Lexus. Okay. Because Gabe loves Lexuses and yes. it's his birthday. Negative. That nigga threw me the keys to the Bentley and had Gabe drive passenger in the Lexus. Okay. Okay. He says keep up. Okay. My head? Oh, yeah. We're going to do like a nice little 80 it's run. Crazy. No, I'm thinking we're going to do a nice little 80 run on the highway. Oh, just hop on the, hop on the left He's just like, yo, yeah. you know, make sure you stay near me. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to get lost because new city. Yeah. Very fucking expensive car. Yeah. It. Yeah. I did not expect <laughs> what the fuck transpired after that. So I was like, you know, let me get my willies off and like just gun it real quick and see what it goes. Mm-hmm. Bro, when I tell you that shit picked up so quick yeah, in that little stretch of road that was right before the highway, mm-hmm. like the nigga next to me was kind of freaking out a little bit, mm-hmm. whatever. Okay. So like when you, uh, so when you drive like a real wheel drive car, right? Cause that's what causes the Lambos and the Mustangs to fishtail, yeah. right? Is, um, mad towards straight to the floor. Yeah, right. Was but you know like this is low, right? So when you hit the gas, there's this, and then it takes off, right? No, immediate, <laughs> immediate, what? immediate. And I know what you're talking about. The reason why I know what you're talking about is because we drove a charger to Virginia, bro. Yeah. So that's what it was like. Yeah. It was like a little delay, mm-hmm. then all power straight to the ground, bro. No, immediate, bro. Did it have like a um? So you know how like uh, some cars have like really light gas pedals. So like, it wasn't as responsive as you would think, mm. but I think that's more so because it's not, it's not, it's built more for luxury than sports. Yes. So it's not like a Lambo. Cause Bentley's are fucking heavy. Exactly. They're heavy. But remember they got a 12 cylinder just the same. Wait, so I had the V12 in it. W12. I think it was a W12. Fuck. I don't even know what that means. I don't <laughs> exactly. make, I'm not, I mean, me neither. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not in that tax bracket. Uh, exactly. <laughs> All I was thinking, six figure car, please don't wreck it. Yeah, don't. That's it. why I wanted to hit it to see if it was gonna do that fishtail bullshit. Yeah. So I knew how to like if I was gonna ease into the power or if I was just gonna smash it and go. Was it a automatic or was it a? It was automatic. That was okay. no stick. I wish it was stick. Shit, I would have. <laughs> I would have been in my pocket if it was stick. <laughs> so we gunned it a little bit. I was like, oh fuck. Mm-hmm. I went from twenty to seventy in like no like, time flat. Like that. No time flat. When I I I don't think you understand how short this road was. Uh-huh. Leaving where we like initially started to the highway, mm-hmm. it was less than like a quarter mile. Yeah. So to gun it from a smooth little like fifteen twenty yeah. pulling out of a parking lot, yeah, to the highway was in my mind crazy to go from twenty to seventy. Mm-hmm. All right. So we get on the highway. Okay. Nigga, Alexis, <laughs> I mean, fucking takes off. <laughs> So I was like, oh, this nigga, when he said keep up, he meant like we're going over 100. Okay. So I take off. Okay. So from the moment I take off cornering to get onto the Mm on-ramp to the end of the Mm on-ramp, I was already going 90. But was it one of those things when you hit the gas, you just look down like, oh, shit, I'm doing 90? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Because it was a short on-ramp as well. Because as soon as you get around the bend, it's a short straight and that's it, your Mm -hmm. highway. Yeah. I was going 90 mm-hmm. by the end of the bend. Okay. When we get So you're to accelerating start, all the way through the bend. I'm Because I have a Subaru. So in my head, <laughs> all-wheel drive is everything. So it's gripping everything. Facts. So we get through the bend, get up to the uh, 
end of the on-ramp to start merging. Mm-hmm. As soon as we merge, we cut behind this fucking little baby-ass pickup truck and cut past it in the left lane. Yeah. I was already doing 120. Oh, past the first car. Fuck. How, so you're, you're trying to catch them. We were just keeping up. Oh, Because the Lexus is so light mm-hmm. compared to the Bentley mm-hmm. that it's like pulling. Yeah. And I don't think I even... I don't even know if I could have found the Bentley's like sports mode, quote unquote. Yeah. But this shit still was no slouch, bro. Fucking shit. If I'm getting to 120 mm-hmm. by the first car right off the merge, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Yeah. So by the time we got to the next uh, exit, mm-hmm. I was at 140. <laughs> Slowed down, mm-hmm. got off the exit, turned back around, did it again. 160. Okay. And I mean, this nigga in the seat next to me, freaking the fuck out. Was he doing one of those, please slow down, please stop? No, no, no. Oh, he was like, yo. The silent prayer? Not even. He was just like, nigga, <laughs> this is fucking crazy. We're in a Bentley. Because the crazy part about it is that if you're in a regular car, you feel the speed. Yeah. In that car? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. I'm not even bullshitting you. <laughs> nothing. You hear it going, uh huh. You feel it, uh huh. Like it's like you're cruising, right? But is it so like? Does it so like when you're driving like a Mustang or even your Subaru, right? There's that there's that throaty like mm-hmm. kind of deal. Is you hear? Are you hearing that? You're hearing that, uh huh. But you're not feeling the slam you into your seat. Oh my god, this shit might be dangerous. Like ass pucker feeling. See, I'm just flying at that. Literally we were just flying. flying, but it was like I'm flying. In a mattress, like damn, it was it, it it's it was like the craziest feeling to me mm-hmm. because I've never driven in a six figure car before. Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't believe it because when we were going, the dude was taking a Snapchat. I was just focused on making sure we don't die. Exactly. <laughs> like I wasn't looking at the speedometer because in my head I'm a fire ass driver, <laughs> so it doesn't even fucking matter how fast we're going. I'm just trying to see where this nigga's going uh-huh. and keeping up. The confidence. Yeah. So, when he told me what we did from his Snapchat, mm-hmm. I was like, wait a second. You're telling me in this fucking car, if he was like, I'm driving in like a big SUV. Mm-hmm. Like, the full comfort, whole nine. Yeah. But I'm out here ripping it up. Ripping. Ripping it up, bro. Ripping. It was crazy. It was crazy. Like, that that shit has spoiled me. That changed your life, didn't it? Yes. You started making plans afterwards. Like, I want to drive a Lambo now. A Lambo? Dude, so you know there's... um. But I want to drive an R8 specifically. There's um, like a, there's a track here where you can rent it for a day. Yeah. And you can do it. I'm not finna. I kind of... Dude, I want to get... I'm trying to make friends with people that have Lambos. That is also... That's one way to do it. Dude, I want to get behind that new... uh, Have you seen the new mid-engine Corvette? The C8? Bruh. Yeah. That shit... I, bro, I saw one one day while I was running. Mm-hmm. Right. And I had to do a fucking double take. Because it looks like a McLaren. It does. I, like, saw it, and I'm like, it's a crazy McLaren with a Chevy mm-hmm. logo. I'm like, yeah. Chevy... I turn around, I'm like, bitch, that's a Corvette. Yeah. We went to Cars and Coffee. What's today? Monday? We went to Cars and Coffee yesterday. Mm-hmm. And that, that, they had uh, a couple uh, C8s out there. Yeah. And it was pretty dope. That's so wild. It's pretty dope. I want to get my hands on that. That shit looks fun, bro. What I what I'm told it is like fucking nuts. Dog. So like it's a it's a legitimate American muscle car mm-hmm. that is built for the track. But here's the thing. So like, um, so 
Ford, after they made the GT40, right? Mm-hmm. It was made as a way to compete with like Ferrari and European makers, right? So the Corvette had been around already, right? But it was more of like a roadster back then. Mm-hmm. And the the one of the key design flaws behind the not design flaws, but one of the key things behind a Corvette is they're all made of fiberglass, so they never rust, right? Mm-hmm. But in the seventies, eighties, nineties, and even today, they were like, "What if we can basically make the American version of like an Aston Martin or a Jaguar?" but can compete with, like, Porsches and Lambos and shit. So it was like the GT40, but accessible for every man. Mm-hmm. I got to give me one of them shits, dog. Right. It's it's crazy. Duh. Like, there's people that I, like, follow on YouTube because I'm, like, really into cars. You know that. Of course. So there's, like, a lot of car people that I follow. Mm-hmm. And one of the dudes has a fucking C8. Mm-hmm. And he picked it up in Pennsylvania and drove it all the way back to San Diego, California. That's how you do it. And he was like, yo... This car is, like, fucking perfect. Dude. Like, the only thing that would make the car better is a twin turbo. And that's what I think he's working on now, is getting a twin turbo set up in his car. That, bro, that's one of the more interesting things, like, as you grow up and you drive more cars, that you realize, like, you realize there's levels of shit, right? So, like, you mm-hmm. remember, like, how, like, when you're, like, tw- wait, how old were you in the Fast and the Furious came out, right? Mm, what was that, 2001? Something. So, maybe, like, 11? Yeah. 10, 11. And then you're like, I want a fucking Dodge Charger. I want the Super, right? Yeah. Super Skyline around (laughs) that area. I was really... That opened my eyes to Japanese cars. And I've stayed in Japanese cars. My dad was so disappointed. (laughs) So he used to read this magazine. It was called Super Chevy. Like, Mm -hmm. my dad used to read it a lot. He has, like, to this day, he's got fucking, like, crates of, like, old magazines, right? So, like, when you're a kid and you read them and he goes, oh, chip off the old block. Then I saw Fast and Furious, and I started reading, like, Tuner magazines. And I remember the first one I bought in front of him, he couldn't even look at me. He's just like, I lost him. Damn. Well, you want a Civic now? You bastard. <laughs> but that that's kind of weird because, like, the first car I've ever wanted, unfortunately, <laughs> for, like, everybody who's listening to this podcast, <laughs> was, like, a Nissan Sentra. What? For some reason, I thought that shit was fire. A fucking Sentra? Yeah, because it wasn't, like, a Civic. It wasn't an Integra. It mm-hmm. wasn't anything that was... Too Japanese. Yeah. Well, not too Japanese, too but it wasn't Japanese and I was done. Mm-hmm. Or like not a lot of niggas was into it. There mm-hmm. was no like cult following. Mm. But when I saw the little Sentra, I was like, yo, this shit was kind of, in my eyes at that time, because I'm like 13, it's fucking fast. Mm-hmm. wasn't fast at all. Not at all. Like It looks fast. Like, yeah, exactly. It but back like then, it even looked fast. It just was not fast whatsoever. But that's what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And after Fast and Furious came out, I saw the Supra, and mm-hmm. I saw even the little Volkswagen, the little white Volkswagen. Oh, yeah, bro. I, I just wanted cars like the S2000, shit like that. Like, I wanted cars that looked cool like that, mm-hmm. but I wanted to know what to do. Dude, I know a guy with an S2000. And I'm pretty sure he enjoys the fuck out of it. He almost, bro, here's the thing. He the guy knows. wrecked it. The guy knows. Bro, so this is what pisses me off. The guy I know with the S2000, right? This fucker, so I'll help him from time to time. You hit me up, and we'll go to like meets here. Thank mm-hmm. God I drive the Traverse, right? So I basically drive a minivan, right? So when I go out there to record, if the cops show up, I'm just like, oh, these damn kids. I was here mm-hmm. dropping my kids off at the 24-hour track meet. I don't know who these kids are. Mm-hmm. Um, this fucker, he, he's almost flipped it. No, he's almost, he spun out once, and he's almost gotten into a couple accidents with it. Like, I don't and what understand. pisses me off is when I go with him to film things, He'll get on a freeway and he'll start busting the small 120s. And then I got to hop on with a traverse and be like, look, we got to do what we got to do. Exactly. Nick, I can't keep up. Like, come on now. Oh, I can keep up. (laughs) 
Is it dangerous though? Of course it is. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Like, of course it is. I'm not trying to keep up and not like feel okay. like I'm about to die. If Here's I'm the like, thing: keeping up is not the issue, right? It's the whole stopping that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> the li- the little breaks of dying, bro. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. I can, I can keep up with you. But I you can... got this two mile along, two mile breaking stretch. Bro, facts. I can keep up with you. I can be neck and neck. I can yeah. be on you. I might pass you once or twice, I right? Feel it. I feel but when it. we look, you gotta let me know what the exit is in advance because I ain't yeah. about to take this bitch down. What 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 exit number are we getting off of? Oh, what? Oh, we're one thirty two. Okay, okay copy. I, know, I know exactly okay. what I gotta do. Bro, facts. Like, <laughs> so keeping up is not the issue. It's the stopping part of it, Damn. bro. Damn, that's rough. But yeah, dude. Uh, I think the first car I wanted, um, I forgot the name of the magazine, but it was a, I used to want a 1990 Honda CRX. Yeah, the little pocket rocket. Bruh. Exactly what that was like, about. I, Then my first model car was the Honda Civic, like, um, not a hatchback. Was it the hatchback? The wagon looking one. Yeah, the hatchback. Bruh. The little rounded? Yes. Okay. And then I knew a girl. I think it was who, an EJ, EJ Civic. Then I knew a girl who had one, and it was all black, and it was everything I wanted, bro. But then I remember, so me and my dad, we would go to like Borders Books, right? And um, I remember when he got this book that was literally every muscle car from like the beginning of the muscle car era in the 40s and 50s up until I think like 2000. And it went through every company. So like pl- like every company had a section. So it would be like Plymouth, Mercury, Chevy, Ford. You had to see literally every car, all the things that came with them. And I remember just flipping through this shit because, like, dude, muscle cars are, like, the coolest looking shits out there. They are. Like, the road, like, the road, the Plymouth Roadrunner literally had, like, a fucking, like. But, like, they have to be the old body style. Old body style. Like, the 70s to, like, the early 80s. Yeah. Like. That's when they had it figured out. Yeah. Dude, so then I was flipping through this book, and, like, everyone stops at Mustangs because here's the thing. You know a Mustang will get you laid. Facts. Facts. You know it, right? I slick one of RTR Mustang now. Okay, so here's the thing. So I like I go in there and you go find that go on the sixty seconds car. You're like, oh, that's cool. I can't. The Eleanor. That. Yeah, <laughs> but then I flipped onto the Chevy side and I, bro, I love Chevelles. Um, the Camaro speaking to you. I saw the Camaro and I'm like, that shit looks like a fucking spaceship. What year Camaro was it? So the, was it a Z28? The first year I liked was um the nineteen it was a 1969 um ZL. Was it ZL1? I think okay. it was ZR1, something like that, bro. And I loved, like, it had a very, like, aggressive look. And I'm like, you throw some wings on that, that's a fucking spaceship. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, like, that's been, like, the car I've grabbed. And then my brother gravitated towards Mustangs. And, of course, you can't like the same thing your brother likes. Because exactly. fuck that, that's gay. Well, I can't. I can't yeah, you attest can't. to that. Seriously, you, you can't relate. That's the thing, yeah. bro. So when you're the youngest in the family, you have to share everything by default, right? Mm-hmm. So I and then on top of that, everyone thought we were twins, and I never. I always wanted oh, yeah, to be just bullshit. I'd have been mad as fuck, bro. So I always wanted to have something that was just a little bit different. Like I needed to be different, right? Because you're always fighting for your own identity. Because especially Facts. because your brother. So we were like a year behind each other, right? Mm-hmm. So Gerald go to the fifth grade, then I go to the fourth grade, and they'd be like, "Oh, we remember your, your brother." Is, yeah, you're Gerald's little brother. Exactly. So I'm yeah. always chasing. That. So I always like had this thing where I wanted to be my own like man, and the Camaro was like, I need that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. This like so then you start driving right. The first car I ever drove was a '91 uh, Ford POS. It was a Firebird, but it had been hit on the side, mm-hmm. and I did that car a great mercy, and I put it out of its misery, which top broke my leg the first time. Damn. <laughs> then I got dog. 
coldest car I ever had was a 94 Buick Passaver. It was blue. It was baby blue, dog. That shit. The coldest car you had that was, was a Buick? I have dreams. LeSabre? And here's the thing. So, I worked at a... The co- retiree vehicle? Fuck yeah. Jesus Fuck Christ. yeah. Bro, and here's the thing. I worked at a fucking grocery store. And, the, like, we had just bought it, right? We gave a small two for it. And while I was at work, someone had stole my eye off the Buick. So, it was just the buck. <laughs> that was bro because the thing about it, it was super duper I'm not even gonna lie when you said the Buick was Sabre the only thing that came in my mind was boats and hoes bro basically what it was it was boats and hoes bro that's a big ass car it is but it was super comfortable I believe it I flipped that bitch I think you told me that bro but like so my thing was I always I didn't know it was a Buick though so like the first thing I would always do in those cars is I would put my foot down like this could be like I'm gonna be like Vin Diesel in the Fast and Furious and it would go no <laughs> no <laughs> like the first what was the first like really like fast car you ever drove was it was gonna be my first car in college and that was the BMW 330Ci what did that feel like I loved it the only thing I hated it was not stick shit <laughs> but. It felt at that time fast enough. What did so when you when you first hit the gas and you felt that power, right? Mm-hmm. And like there's this moment when you hit the gas and it's like nothing you've ever driven before, and you go, "Oh shit, we're about to take off." I didn't get that feeling. Word. Unfortunately, yeah, I Word. really didn't get that feeling because from what it looked like in like things like Fast and the Furious and shit. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to like throw you in the seat. Yeah, that, but I never had that like, mm-hmm. you know, whiplash yeah. effect until one of my friend's moms had a three thirty five. Okay, twin turbo. Ooh, what? That's for the mom. What the fuck is she getting for into? The mom, I don't know. She. I don't even think she drove it like yeah. a bat out of hell. Mm-hmm. But when he hit that shit, mm-hmm. I was like, yo, I was in the back seat of that car, and mm-hmm. I need, I will not bullshit you. Uh-huh. I may have had really weak core muscles at the time, <laughs> but I will not bullshit you. Mm-hmm. When that shit took off, I was struggling mm-hmm. to like sit up and set myself properly in the car. The G forces. Exactly. Bruh. I was like, okay, see, this is the type of car I need to. I need to get into. Mm-hmm. But do you know the story of like why I ever got a Subaru? I don't. Or why I wanted a Subaru? Why did you want a? Subaru? That was okay. always weird. Because, like, okay. from, the, from the longest I've known you, you were like, it'd be like, what do you want? I want an Aston Martin. I want a Jag. What do you want? I want a Subaru. Like, the fuck? You want an Bruh. Outback? <laughs> exactly. That's what a lot of niggas try to play me with. Nah, nigga. I didn't want a fucking Outback. I wanted a WRX. Kiss my ass, bro. So, all right. So, fresh off the Fast and Furious, and I told you I wanted Japanese cars. Okay. So, I don't know if it was X Games. I think it was X Games. Mm. I was flipping through the channels. I never watched that shit religiously because, you know, not fucking Caucasian, you know, whatever. Yeah. No offense to the Caucasian community. No, black people don't I fuck with the I was always into, like, just regular sports. So, yeah, black people don't fuck with X-Games. I was watching, or I was flipping through the channels, came on the X Games and saw Travis Pastrana <laughs> driving, you know, racing somebody. The rally car thing? Yeah. Okay. So, I saw him racing somebody, and I think the person was Colin McRae. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what year the X Games it was, mm-hmm. but I know that the model, I think the model uh, Subaru that he was driving was either an 06, 07 little Hawkeye yeah. uh, STI mm-hmm. or like 
uh, 08-ish to 14 mm-hmm. looking STI. It was a gold STI. That's all I know. Mm-hmm. So while they're driving... At some point in the race, this nigga Colin McRae mm-hmm. fucking flips his car, but he does a he does a full flip mm-hmm. and takes off and finishes the race anyway, and that was like the single greatest moment I have ever seen in my life, and that is what got me hooked on Subarus. Is that the one you're talking about? No, it was a gold one. It was a gold. It was one. a gold one. That World Rally Blue, that's just what they've been racing for years. Mm-hmm. But Colin McRae had a gold one in this race. Dog. So that's what got me into Subaru. Because the thing is, after Fast and Furious, Super is like that. Mm-hmm. You know, Skylines when Too Fast, Too Furious came out, shit yeah. like that. You couldn't touch that. That was basically Japanese muscle car territory. Yeah. You couldn't touch it like that. Yeah. Civics were fucking played out. They were mm-hmm. shitty, not shitty ass cars, but they were shitty ass cars. You know no, what I'm saying? Nobody's was... finna run a fucking Toyota Camry. Nobody's <laughs> finna fucking run a Toyota Corolla. I didn't want a Celica. Sound like a goddamn lawnmower. You get what I'm saying? I wanted something Celica. that... Yeah, I wanted something that not a lot of people had. Not a lot of people got. Like, you know what I'm saying? So when I saw oh. this fucking WRX flip, yeah. do a full fucking rollover, mm-hmm. and still finish a race strong... Yeah. I was like, yo, this is the car. I need to do more research. This is what I need. I, I need, need to do this. more research. So when I saw that they had the sedan and the hatchbacks and shit mm-hmm. in like the 08 to 14 generation, I was like, yo, this shit actually looks kind of cold, but I hated the hatchbacks. What? I did. The sedans look like little RC cars. That's why I was they so did. attracted to it. I was like, yo, this shit is fire. They were so compact. Exactly. So when I saw it in the newer Fast and Furious movies, I was like, yo, this nigga Paul Walker knows what the fuck he's doing. <laughs> Like, this shit looks like an RC car. He got an RC car mm-hmm. in the movie. Fuck yeah. it. Like, that's what I want. Yeah. I want a little toy car that's fast as shit. Yeah. Nah, son. Nah. That's the thing I loved about, like, this thing I love about Subaru, bro. Subaru is one of those companies that they make cars that don't give a fuck we're going to run. Yeah. They don't, like, dude. So, I remember watching rally car races, and I thought they were super fun and something I'd never do, right? Because you literally need a fucking co-pilot, right? Mm-hmm. So the guy next to you is like, hey, coming up on the road, there's a turn. There's the, In this turn, there's a water puddle. so a downshift here so you can make it. Yeah. No, fuck that. So you're basically on one. It's like a cross-country race. Like, you know how there's yeah. a difference between track and cross-country? Mm-hmm. It's like that, but in a car. I can't fuck with that. Yeah, I couldn't do it either until Ken Block came out and what? started doing that Jim Connor shit. Fuck that. And I was like, yo, this nigga Ken Block is fire. And he did it in the fucking mm-hmm. Subaru hatchback. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started falling in love with the hatchback. <laughs> Cause like yo, this shit is flames. Like yeah, and I was technically forced to like get a car really quickly at one point. Yeah, after I had just started working at the hospital, Mm -hmm. and the car that I have now, which is a 2011 Subaru WRX hatchback, Mm -hmm. for anybody that wants to know, (laughs) um, I just so happened to like run on Craigslist because I was getting pressure to get a car quick. Mm And somebody was telling me, oh, you know, you could get this fucking Lincoln. That's a stick shift. No, I don't want that. <laughs> My only thing is I wanted a stick shift. Mm-hmm. I wanted something that I liked. Mm-hmm. Specifically a Subaru WRX. Yeah. Or, you know, something equivalent. Yeah. And uh, I looked at some Acura RSX S's. Okay. I've looked at some Civic SI's. I've okay. looked at, you know, certain cars. And I just so happened to look... On Craigslist, mm-hmm. and I found a Subaru WRX mm-hmm. 
that was going for basically a steal. Because if anybody knows, they hold their value. They retain value. Yeah. You could get you could get old like two thousand four WRXs or uh, STIs that are still going for eighteen to twenty. Now, fuck. You get what I'm saying? You said 04? 04. Damn. Going for eighteen to twenty plus. Damn. Now, worse the newer they are, worse it is. So at the time, I found mine for like thirteen. Okay. I was I was like, yeah. Yeah, you got to hop on that. Yeah, I hit that nigga up. I was like, yo, let me test drive this because, you know, I'm skeptical as fuck. Oh, you got to be, especially like, on Craigslist. People exactly, try to fuck you. Exactly. So I found out it was like an actual dealer, mm-hmm. and he said he had just got it, and the reason why he had priced it so low is because he didn't do any kind of maintenance on it. Okay. But had he done the maintenance, he wanted to boost the price into that 20 range. Yeah. I was like, okay. So I test drove it. He was like, yo, you know, since it's been on... Mm-hmm. I got it two days ago since it's been on the site. I've had like four people want it. I was like, yo, tell those four people to fuck off. <laughs> like, <laughs> give me like a day and I promise you. I'm I'll, coming back with the scribble. I'll get something. Mm-hmm. I'll get something going. Mm-hmm. Bro, I came to that nigga two days later with everything set in stone. Mm-hmm. Gave him money. Dipped. Had my dream car. Had my dream car. That was my dream car. I didn't want no Lambo. Mm-hmm. I didn't want no Ferrari. I didn't want shit. I wanted a Subaru WRX at that moment. That was my dream car. Mm-hmm. And I came out with my dream car. Dog. It's, and I've been happy ever since. Bro, <laughs> so when I graduated, I was driving a Nissan, not Versa, what was it? An Altima, 94. Mm-hmm. Right? CNA car? CNA. Straight up, I liked it. It looked like a spaceship. It looked like one of the, like something you see on the Jetsons, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so when I was deciding to move to Atlanta, one of the things I had to sacrifice was having my dream car, mm-hmm. right? Because when you're in film school, like here's the thing: if you go to film school and you have like a four door sedan or you have a coupe, go fuck yourself. Yeah, because you're struggling. You lug around all that equipment. Yeah. Good luck getting a fucking C stand in there. And if you can, they could have some asshole going in there. He's fucking your seats up. You don't need this aggravation. Yeah, yeah. So I was gonna get, um, I was actually gonna get a Hummer. I'd always wanted a Hummer, right? Oh damn! Oh fuck yeah! I'd always you ain't give a fuck about gas money. Who gives Curry. a shit? Fuck it. Who gives hey, a fuck? I don't blame you. Who gives a fuck, right? Uh, especially the Bad Boys too, right? So once I saw Bad Boys too, and I'm like, I can just drive this through the favela like drug lords are chasing mm-hmm. me. Damn. But for years, my dad's like, you don't want that. I'm like, shut up, old man. What the fuck? Do you exactly. Do, right? <laughs> so fuck um, you, nigga. The lot we go to, they have a Jeep. Mm-hmm. They have a Hummer, and they have um, the Traverse, right? So I look at the Traverse, and I'm like, "Ah, oh, we can come back to that. Let me get, the, let me test drive this Hummer, right?" The best way I can describe the Hummer is I imagine driving the Hummer is what it's like being Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? You pull onto the road, and people don't get out of your way because you're fast. They get out of your way because you're because you're, you're big, right? Mm-hmm. So I remember trying to pull onto the freeway with that bitch, right? I'm flooring it. Like, literally, pedal to the fucking floor. And it's going... Because it's heavy. And this was H3. Yeah. Right? So that was fuck. built on the same chassis as, like, the Chevy Colorado. Like, the mm. trucks. So I'm like, oh, it's got to It was perform. smaller. Much smaller. Yeah. That fucker was like, fuck you. I'll do what I want. And I was like, nah, let me get the Traverse. And then it was, like, an 07. Mm. It, didn't have much, it didn't have as much capacity and shit. But, like, the first fast car I drove was my brother's Mustang, right? Mm-hmm. So, my brother, one year, he was like, hey, so this is when... What him- year Mustang? I think it was like an 07. 
Okay. Didn't have a V8 or anything. Had the V6. Because mm-hmm. this is my thing. Let's think about Mustang, Mustang people, right? They know they're going to get pussy, so why get the Shelby? Why get the GT, right? Why get any of that? I'm paying for horsepower. But here's the thing. Them. Mustang people don't think like that. There's two kinds of Mustang people, right? There's a dude who knows he's going to get laid, mm-hmm. and it's a 16-year-old girl, the 16-year-old white girl with a lot promising she won't have any black or Latino boys in it. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking facts. <laughs> oh, daddy, please get me the Mustang. Facts. I promise I'll let A lot him, of people I work with are like that. I'll let, I'll, I'll let Rodrigo go, and I won't talk to Jamal anymore. Very I promise. Big facts, bro. Right? Yeah. So, um, he went to go see his girl in Cali, and he let me have it for the week while I was home. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay. And like, bro, like the roads had just got like de-iced. So like there's still patches are everywhere. So I get on the freeway and I drive it like a saint. And then like, so where I live, bro, literally you go two minutes from my house, you're on some country road, no street lights. You can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. I take it to the end of this road. I turn it around and I'm like, I want to see what all the fuss is about. I take, once again, floor. I take the floor meets the pe- gas pedal. Mm-hmm. And there's this, and then it flows and it takes off, right? Mm-hmm. That whole jerk back into yeah. your seat. And I look at the thing, I'm already doing fucking 80. And I'm like, oh, I stop and I'm like, holy shit. I drove that car like a whore. <laughs> I was fished. But in. can you imagine what would have happened had you had the V8 option? Bro, so here's, here's the thing too. So then when I went out to Cali, right? I told you I rented the, um, the V6 Camaro with the turbocharger. Mm-hmm. I like that more than the Mustang. Mm-hmm. So with the tur- so the turbo charger is basically designed to help get you through traffic, right? So mm-hmm. the power is instantaneous. So there wasn't yeah. no there was no weight, there was no load, no delay, no lag. No it was like and you're over, right? And then yeah. that makes a cool sound. So it was like um, so me and my, uh, me and Mike met up out there, right? Mm-hmm. And we were driving through the the mountains to get to the beach in Malibu, right? And it was one of those things where, like, bro, it's literally the second I got it. I'm in LA's parking lot, and I'm like, fucking, let's see what it can do when I floor that bitch. You got to floor it, right? You mm-hmm. got to set the tone. Yeah, always. You got to floor it. You, you got to see what it can do. You got to set the tone. You yeah. got to figure out. And, like, Mahalia's just sitting there doing the silent prayer. She's just like, oh, my God, Jesus. Because as soon as we got to the freeway. <laughs> start doing fucking crosses and shit. Bro, as soon as we got to the 405, mm-hmm. I, like, on my, like it, was, it, was, it was perfect. Because, like, my, uh, my playlist had just gotten onto Flyleaf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, bro! Wow. So I roll the windows down, and I'm just so sick driving on the fucking road. So we're <laughs> wow, we're in the mountains, right? And where I'm trying to hold a conversation because at the same time, bro, driving out there through the mountains is mm-hmm. insane. So whenever the conversation would like lull or get quiet, I like slowly cut the radio off, and then I would just see how fast I could take it into the turns and shit. And like the the suspension on that thing is impeccable, right? Because like it. American cars have never really designed, been designed a corner because they built in Detroit in a straight world. But this thing is holding on, and I'm like, every turn, I'm like, maybe this is the one we go over. Mm-hmm. Let's find out. <laughs> so you were testing fate. Oh, fuck you it. You just wanted to flip it. Because here's the thing, too. I'm also, like, testing fate, but in the back of my mind, I was like, what about everyone else? We'll go out like James Dean. Fuck everybody <laughs> else, bro. <laughs> bro. But after that, so, like... I've had enough experience with those kind of cars. And I've driven a bunch of other ones that I'm like, the next car I get is going to be the death. Because the Camaro is a death trap. But they're so good, though. They are, Here's the thing. So like, you, I've watched so many Camaro shit. Here's they're the like the American muscle killer. You ever been in one? They're small. Have you ever been in one? No, but I know they're really tiny. They're stupid. They're preposterous. So you get into one. You... The back window suggestion blind spots fucking you can't see out of that. This is like a Challenger. That's it, how a Challenger is. Kinda. It's fucking terrible. Kinda. Man. The window. So like the window is like you. Oh my god. You can't see. You literally can't see anything. Mm-hmm. This car wants you dead. 
and I was immediately attracted. I'm like, yes, I want to die. <laughs> and it's 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 and then like so the, the next one I'm gonna get, bro. I'm looking at getting my my ideal years are between 2010 and 2014, and it has to be a super sport, super sport or nothing else, right? Um, I kind of want to get an automatic, um, because if I get a sport speed, I will die. I will die. Oh god, and motorcycles too. I'm telling you, man. I want a motor too. There's here, nothing better than here's like the thing: shifting, going out to going out to California this last time. Has really like put a lot of shit in perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm good. It put a lot of shit in perspective, right? Because like uh, living out there is expensive, kind of sucks. But like the things you can do, like the drives you can make, like taking a motorcycle through the mountains would probably be like the best experience of your life. It would be. It was super freeing out there, and then like there, it's beautiful days out there every single the day. Yeah. It's gorgeous, dude. I just, I mean, from how. Oh, girl is like explaining it to me. Mm-hmm. I really, really wouldn't mind just for the sake of like motorsports. Yeah, move out to California. Like, here's the thing: if you're into driving, right, and you haven't been to California, do yourself a favor and go. Because I'm either gonna rent the Camaro or I was gonna get the Jag. That's what I'm trying to do: is rent a car when I go out there for the first time. Bro, rent. Because here's the thing: you can go on to um. You ever have you ever rented thing anything to Turo? Who? Turo. Chiro? Oh, the uh, the the website. Yeah. No, 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 I haven't. Dude, so dude, fuck hurts, fuck all that shit. Just go on to Turo, right? They've got literally, they've got fucking Lambos. They've Is this got a plug. I wish if they ever want to pay me, they can, bro. Like seriously, you like yeah. Yeah, so I, I do was, know you can like basically it's like Airbnb for cars. Oh, 100 percent, and it's yeah. way cheaper than it, it's cheaper than it would be if you went through Hertz, right? So mm-hmm. I got that fucking Camaro for like three hundred bucks. That's not bad. Bro, and like, I was either going to get that or a Jaguar, what is it, the F-Type? Mm-hmm. The Aston Martin looking one? Bro, that bitch had a turbocharger on it as well, but it, I had to take my nephew's places and shit, so, yeah, so you didn't be, get that. You couldn't, you couldn't flog on it. Yeah, dog. But yeah, man. That's that's actually a good idea, because that's kind of what I want to do. That's how you got to do it. Because all I know California to be is a good place to like rip it up in the canyons, mm-hmm. and to also go like eat different types of food. All right. Like their cuisines are supposedly immaculate. So here's the thing about California, right? It's, I get why people live there. It's fucking gorgeous. All right. Every day is beautiful. And like you said, they got a lot of really good food, but you got to know where you're going. Yeah. Right. Facts. You got to follow the rules, right? Mm-hmm. So if you go to like a sushi restaurant and you see a white guy in there making the sushi, don't disrespect. Oh yeah. Him. Don't disrespect yourself. I'm not touching it. Yeah, you can't do business with I'm these people. I'm not touching it at all. But, like, the one thing that really, like, scares me about moving out there and shit is, like, um, they're ridiculous, like, taxes. Mm-hmm. And they're, they have, <clears throat> so especially since COVID started, they've had, like, a bunch of really weird policies, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, you obviously are aware of, like, the Second Amendment rights and shit out there, like the California mm-hmm. compliant yeah. rifles and, like, pistols and shit. Yeah, which I'm not a fan of. It's fucking stupid. Yeah. You ever seen a California compliant rifle? A seven rounder? No, it's not just that. So it has to have. <clears throat> if you want to keep your pistol grip, mm-hmm. you have to change the bolt carrier group. So you have to make it basically bolt action if you want to keep That's the pistol trash. grip. And if you want to make it semi-automatic, you have to like put. A, you basically have to make it so that you can't grip the pistol grip like a pistol grip. Mm-hmm. So kind of like a like a traditional like over the shoulder hunting rifle kind yeah. of deal. And then, of course, the magazine capacities and shit. 
But was they literally drive a screw into your fucking magazine to stop you? Yeah. Yeah. But what's weird is they have all these restrictions when it comes to like guns and like self protection junk. But then because of COVID, right? And they were doing it in New York too. So they realized that like inmates like, yo, if we get COVID, we get out. Mm -hmm. So the city was releasing like rapists and drug dealers and murderers to lower Mm -hmm. the prison populations. Then they were like arresting people for like serious violent crimes and then they just let them go because they didn't want to keep them in county jails, right? Yeah, that's what happens here too. Right? Mm-hmm. But here's the thing In Atlanta or in Georgia You know are a goddamn arsenal <laughs> Yeah In California They really limit your ability To protect yourself mm-hmm. But they do have free They have like pot places everywhere So that kind of evens it out I guess Like if I were to leave here That would probably be The biggest thing I'll leave for Yeah But I can't I still can't smoke Or do anything like that Yeah Because of who I'm Dating Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying But that was that's see that's one thing I liked about like so the way they handle weed there is interesting right so it's like remember how like you drink when you're like sixteen or seventeen right you're just like fuck it I want to have some sky vodka because I want to get drunk and then like if you're normal or you're an adult by the time you're like thirty you're just like oh I'll have like a drink every now and then kind of mm-hmm. deal that's how pot is over there right mm-hmm. a lot of people that I like I used to smoke like pot heavy with and high in undergrad right. Yeah. I show up like, man, let's get stoned. Like, oh, I don't smoke anymore. I'm like, why? Like, Psh, I've done it already, right? Yeah. Like, uh, so the, we went to a weed store, right? So there's two kinds. There's like the ones that are like above board that pay taxes and everything. Then there's the ones that are like, oh, weed is a part of our religion, so we don't pay no kind of tax. Oh, damn. Those are the sketchiest ones. <laughs> I believe it. So you walk in and like, you know, like the old school doctor's offices where they would have like that thin glass and they'd be like a teller. Mm-hmm. They have that situation with the glasses blacked out. And they're like, are you a returning patient? And I'm like, what the fuck? I, I guess. And then they give you paperwork to fill out. Basically, mm-hmm. you're just like, I'm not going to give this to a kid and I have to treat my acute medical condition. Mm-hmm. Then they buzz you in through two doors because these places get raided all the time. Right. But then you get to the back. And it's a bunch of nice salesmen who are like, hey, what kind of pot do you want? And you're like, oh, I want to go to the moon. Oh, this is what you need. Mm-hmm. And then you leave. And then you get in your car and you're like, why the fuck isn't it like this everywhere? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know how badly I wanted to be like that here? Bro, I don't understand why it's not, though. I don't know either. Like, like I've been, I'm not going to say I've been dying to smoke since college. But mm-hmm. I promise you, if I start smoking again, mm-hmm. I would never drink. Here's the thing. Cause so I bought a um a vape pen while I was there and I I bro I took one because I hadn't smoked in almost a year right but I'm like I'm a professional I've been around the block mm-hmm. I took a half a hit off that and shit he was fucked up I went to fucking Mars bro, yeah, bro. my niggas now that smoke <laughs> weed bro. when they hit a vape pen two puffs and you're out of here bro I wasn't ready because mm-hmm. like the weed like the way that the ways you can uh, like the one thing like I don't get right is because like weed is becoming more acceptable so the people who are like I won't smoke but I'll eat an edible. You're fucking with fire. Yeah, bro. Like, if you've never been... You high- remember what it was like in college? <laughs> yo. God. Yo, you'll be going from zero to 100. Like, yo, wait a minute. Bro, and here's the thing. It creeps on you. Yeah. Eyes heavy for no fucking reason. So, like, you'll eat it, and then, like, you'll be sitting there for, like, 20 minutes, like, ah, this isn't working, and you'll fuck up, and you'll eat another one, right? Mm-hmm. Then, when that shit kicks in, you're going... Here, here's the thing about, like, an edible, right? When you smoke, you know in about an hour you'll, you'll be starting to come down with an edible. Nah, bitch. Nah, your, son. Within your, an hour, you're probably hitting it, bro. You're not even. And here's the thing: you're not even peaking. Yeah, bro. You're still getting. You're it. just. You're just starting, bro. And then if you eat another one, oh, if you get fucked up, ate another one. Guess what? 
You're gonna be on Mars for the next eight to ten hours. Yeah, bro. Cancel your schedule. But I have to. <laughs> you could wake up high as fuck still. That shit is what fucked me up, yeah. bro. Like I would eat it at night. I'd wake up and I'm like, am I still? Son of, a, I got things to do. <laughs> I'm still fucked up, bro. Yeah, but like just that like responsibility and the ability to let people choose what they're gonna do with their bodies is interesting. Mm-hmm. But like all that other shit is really kind of. It kind of worries me, but it's one of those things like. Because when I was talking to Mike while I was out there, he put it to me best. He's like, you got to treat California like an extended business trip, mm-hmm. right? Because you're just going to live here. Because, like, buying shit and just the cost of living out there is kind of ridiculous, in, it's right? It's egregious, bro. It's crazy. So, like, just, right, so the cost of, the, like, what we live in now, this house, right? Mm-hmm. We're renting this bitch. Mm-hmm. For what it would cost to rent this house, that would be literally our half of the rent for a two-bedroom in, like, West Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Maybe, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the most minimal two-bedroom. Exactly. So, like, it's weird. But, like, a lot of opportunities are out there, and then I can smoke pot, but I don't know. Yeah, man. I don't even know if you can get a Class 3 out there. That's another thing I want. I want a Class 3 license. Mm-hmm. Mostly because I don't have any felonies. Don't get felonies. But I feel like it'll take so long for you to get one, mm-hmm. though. Like, for real. Because apparently it's already a lot of red tape to go through and get your regular dude license. So California so, is what they call, um, was, I think the word is t- um, for issue or something like that. Yeah. So basically, let's Where say, they make the decision whether or not they want to grant you issuance of a fucking weapons license. Yes. Yeah. And it's completely up to the state and they really don't have to tell you why. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of weird to me. I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, because DC is the same way. I think New York is too. Yep. Especially when it comes to like concealed carry, right? Mm-hmm. So like in Georgia, so like what? Well, Georgia's open carry. You can. You don't even need a license here. Yeah, they don't give a fuck. Yeah, but if you want to conceal it, mm-hmm. you just go to the courthouse, do the whole shenanigan. Yeah. Go. So like in California, the court can decide. Nah, I don't like your face. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's why I don't like. California law but because it, if that's the only thing that freaks me out about moving there because I've been so used to carrying a gun mm-hmm. every day like right now I have a gun in the car yeah the only reason why I bring it in here is because if your roommates that I just saw outside I don't give a shit but I ain't know who they were you know what I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> but I've gotten so used to always having a gun on my hip appendix whatever mm-hmm. So for me to move to a place like D.C., California, New York, mm-hmm. where they're like, yo, we really don't fuck with guns as much as you do. Yeah. Yeah. That cause is a cause of concern for me. Yeah. Not saying that I can't fight because I can really oh, yeah. definitely whoop somebody's ass. That's what I do for a fucking living. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd rather have the extra security saying like, yo, shit hits the fan, especially when niggas is wilding. Yeah. And I know for a fact that they don't give a fuck about the law and they have weapons on them. Mm-hmm. I can eliminate the threat yeah. when necessary. Yeah. But, yeah, man, I don't know. I don't know about the place. Because I'm pretty sure if I go to California, in the event that I do move for quote-unquote love, like, I will try to go through that whole, let me see if I can get my concealed weapons license. Yeah. Because that's the next thing I'm looking at. Because, like, if I move there, dude, because I, really, I was thinking about this the other day. I'm actually kind of excited to turn 30. What? Really? Yeah. Damn. What? Can't. Really? Me? No. And not excited? Not at all. Why not? No. No. What? I feel like 
if 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 everything that happened that we talked about pre podcast started yeah. or happened, yeah, I'm hype. Yeah, but if I'm not there yet, negative. Here's the thing though, because I've already like preset my life. Right. And I was like six apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so all I have left is what's gonna happen at thirty to thirty three. Uh huh. And 30 I don't know to 33? exactly, but I don't know if I'm gonna make. Oh, it. What are you gonna die for all our sins? Because <laughs> no, I'm Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> nah, nigga. <laughs> thirty to thirty three, we gotta go start killing blind people. Exactly. Motherfuckers with leprosy gonna get cured. Yeah. Then I'm out. <laughs> yeah, for me it was like having or getting married mm-hmm. by thirty and having like a kid by thirty. That's but such a weirdly specific age. I hate kids, so I don't even want kids now, bro. You know what I'm saying? You hate kids? Yeah, bro. After working at the hospital, <laughs> I fucking hate children now. <laughs> <laughs> you hate children? I hate children, bro. <laughs> I hate children. They're all pricks. <laughs> <laughs> And I know if anybody listening, like anybody listening to this podcast right now, will probably be in their mind saying, "Oh, it's all about how you raise them." Nah, bro. They're all pricks. Fuck these kids, bro. They're all pricks. They're all pricks, bro. They're all pricks. (laughs) They're all pricks. (laughs) They're so exposed to so much bullshit that. Low key, it doesn't matter how much you raise them, how well you try to raise them, they all end up being dick. Here's the thing, I totally agree with you on that. Yeah. Babies are assholes. Babies are assholes, but they're cute though. So I can't. That's get, the thing. Those are like French bulldogs. I don't give a fuck, bro. Babies. Are, here's the thing. Babies are assholes, right? Mm-hmm. Babies wake up. They don't give a fuck about if you tired. If you, they don't give a fuck about what's going on in your of life. Of course not. They like, I gotta eat. I gotta shit. You so better hold me, dog, bro. Selfish. <sighs> Selfish as fuck. <sighs> All right, so when I say I'm excited for my 30s, I'm not saying, like, I'm ready to start a family, right? So, like, when I went out there and I got to hang out with my nephews and shit and, like, see my brother. Like, so my brother is, like, married. He's got kids. And I'm able to look at that and go, I see, I get the appeal now, mm-hmm. right? I can definitely see, like, because, like, hanging out with my they're a fucking trip, right? Um, I see that. And first thing I realized, because, like, well, bro, my only wanted, like, 15 fucking kids. You see, it's something about Caribbean people, bro. What is it about that that we gotta reproduce? I don't know because I wanted like twenty six. What the fuck? The reason being is because I wanted like the family like record of kids. Wait, so so the family record is twenty five. The family record is twenty four. So I was trying to beat this thing by two kids. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, I'm trying to get to a number where like nobody's trying to fuck with me. What are you, Barry Bonds? I guess the- so. I didn't know, Bro. but yeah, I wanted twenty six kids and I wanted to leave it as such and. Kids, like I hate them now. So, when we went out there and I took that hit and I was high as a kite, right? Mm-hmm. I had to go in the backyard and clean some shit because we were throwing Joe's surprise party. So, his his oldest boy is two, is three, and the youngest one is two. The oldest one, he just wants to help and attention, right? So, this motherfucker, would like his thing was like he just loved running around the corner yelling, Happy Halloween. Mm-hmm. Fucking. Yeah, it's fucking July. It's fucking summer. Yeah, it's, it's fucking August. He's just happy Nigga, Halloween. Nigga, it was just Independence Day. He's happy Halloween. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, right? But he'll try to help you. The other one that is... That candy. No, is defiantly independent. Like, defiantly? Yes. Like, he'll see, like, we, like, the little, like, if the, the oldest one was in here jumping up and down. He'd see that and go, oh, y'all busy. I'm going to just get my scooter, open the door, and go scoot down the street. 
Bro, and if you when you go get him, he looks at you like, what's the big deal? It's just going to do all this fucking handle my business. What are you doing, Brandon? Get the fuck off me. What? Yeah. Dude, like, he's super, like, when I tell you, it's so weird watching him because he reminds me a lot of me. Mm-hmm. Like, he's super just like, okay, y'all got that going on. What's under the table? Let me explore. Like, before the party, the DJ comes to me and is like, is somebody crying under there? This fool had gotten caught up in a chair under a table. And I'm like, how the fuck did you get under here? And he was, like, softly sobbing. Yeah. Because he couldn't get free? Yeah. Wow. I'm like, you fucking maniac. So this nigga was trying to get free by himself. Free, bro. And what like, kind of kid is this, bro? He was my nephew. That's crazy. And what was wild was like, while I was cleaning, so I'm like moving boards with like nails and shit in them, I come around the corner and Mahalia is swarmed with both of them. Fucking, the one's trying to run away, she's going to pick up the other one. And I go to her and I'm like, so how many you want? She goes, I don't want 15, I want three. Three's enough. We don't need more. I don't even want... <laughs> That just sounds like hell to me. Three? And that was two. Bro. So for her to be like, I want one more on top of this, uh-huh. I give her props. Like, that's I, crazy to me. I think three is the perfect number. Mm. I told her straight up, if we get twins the first go around, I'm snipping it. We're done. Yeah, I don't blame you. If, especially if it's a boy and a girl, we're finished. I don't blame you. I feel like that's a curse already. So <laughs> How's that a curse? I'm making more than one child in one shot? Nah, nigga. No. I don't need it. I'm an over... Nah. I'm Here's my thing. Here's my thing. You get two kids at the same time. You go to one graduation every year. You buy them one car. They share it. And all you got to do is worry about two tuitions. But once that's done, you finish. Everything's done at once. But you got to double up on diapers. You got to double up on formula. You got to double up on tuitions. Like, exactly. You know what I'm saying? But here's where it pays off, right? So I'm talking to my boy. Yeah, this is the oldest one. They going to graduate. And then the youngest one graduates next year. Mm-hmm. I ain't got to wait for next year. That's fine. But you're still <laughs> doubling up on this year. Look, it's okay. We both going to be just it's, as broke. It's okay. It's just you going to be <laughs> before me. Bro. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely see the appeal of having kids. Like, it's a huge responsibility. And I'm definitely not ready for it. But like, moving into 30, I'm like, bro. Now I have like the autonomy and freedom to like. I haven't, like, fucked up my life. Like, I don't have any children that aren't mine. I don't have any felonies. I don't have any, any like, bad things holding me back. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, like, next year I can move on and get the Camaro. Then I can decide if I want to live in California or Atlanta. And then I can pursue my career. And I can literally live however the fuck I choose to from this point on. So, like, being 30 looks, like, it looks super exciting, man. Because then, like, as far as, like, you guys, like, you guys are also going to be hitting that stride, right? Where mm-hmm. you're starting to, like, live and do things for yourself. Mm-hmm. And like it becomes like a it becomes almost like a team move. Like, oh, you have right. a you have a Subaru, you've got an Audi, you've got a fucking Lexus, you you know, let's go le- link up and do something, right? Mm-hmm. And then it'll be like like remember like when we would drive around and we'd see like a group of guys who all had like black civics and we'd be like, mm-hmm. that'll be us. Yeah, that's when it's coming. That's when that's your thirty. Facts. Yeah, that's true. Because I do want to have like his and her Porsches by like thirty two, thirty five. His and her Porsches. His and her Porsches. Ooh, by thirty two to thirty five. That'd be dope. Bro, have you seen the Lamborghini SUV? The Urus? Yes. Yes. Yes, I have, and I hate them. Why do you hate it? I just don't like it. What? Is it because it's a Lamborghini SUV? Yeah, bro. It's basically like an Audi SUV, but Mm -hmm. with Lamborghini face on it, and I don't like it. To be honest, I really don't like a lot of Lamborghinis. Mm. I want to drive a Lamborghini just for, like, the aesthetic of it. Yeah. But I don't like a lot of Lamborghinis. If you were going to put me in that category or in mm-hmm. that tax bracket, Ferrari's probably Here's the thing. Go. I don't know why, but Lamborghini seems way douchier than a Ferrari. It is. I don't know what that is. It is. Because what I found out years ago is that a Lamborghini low-key can be a very shitty Audi. 
Like mm. if 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 nobody knows, like a a hurricane and an R eight. A hurricane is the shitty version of an R eight. An R eight <laughs> is quote unquote the better version of a hurricane. Really? Because Audi and Volkswagen own, mm-hmm. or Volkswagen owns both Audi and Lamborghini. Yeah. But they put more effort and time and thought into the R eight. But the R eight and the Hurricane mm-hmm. have the same engine. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. apparently like people that own the two cars, they always gravitate to the R eight more than the Hurricane. Yeah, it was weird. A German company owns them, right? But they still have the audacity to have all their instructions in Italian. Exactly. Like so when you buy the Hurricane, right? All the sport, all the driving modes and everything is like in Italian. Like you're just supposed to know what the fuck mm. that is. And my thing is, how many Italians do you see driving Lamborghinis? Oh, I don't, I don't be around at times like that to begin <laughs> with. Straight niggas that I'm around most of the time, so <laughs> I can't answer that question. <laughs> I fucking hate. You. I fucking hate you so much. Like I'm never around Italian. Well, the point I'm making is I don't see a lot of Italians <laughs> in Lamborghinis, dog. Oh, man, so oh fuck. What is it? Well, why would you get Porsches? Why do I get Porsches? Yeah. I've always been into small sports cars, mm-hmm. and then the Porsche is a the Porsche engine is still a boxer engine. Mm-hmm. Subaru has the four cylinder version mm-hmm. of a boxer engine, mm-hmm. and Porsche is like their big brother. Okay, because I've always wondered why Subaru never did a six cylinder engine, mm-hmm. and then it fucking dawned on me years later because technically it'll kind of be like a Porsche. Mm-hmm. So. That's why I want a Porsche. I kind of like the Boxer engine, mm-hmm. although it's like a very niche engine setup to have. Yeah, I still love the way they sound, the way they perform, shit like that. And then it's also in the rear. Mm. It's not in the front. Yeah, that mid engine. Yeah, that mid engine. I. So it does something for the ride. But I'm not a skilled enough driver to know what that is. And that's all I like. That's the reason why I never gravitated towards muscle. Because I drive. Like, my pocket is more so windy. Mm-hmm. You know, quick turns, quick anything. Like, mm-hmm. muscle cars, I'm in a ditch. <laughs> like, no lie, no bullshit. Like, I can still drive. Don't get it fucking twisted for yeah. people who don't know me. I can drive my ass off. Mm-hmm. But I'd much rather have something that can be more nimble mm-hmm. and like accelerate quickly yeah. versus something that's just raw fucking power. <laughs> 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 like a Hellcat versus like my lowly Subaru, mm-hmm. I'll probably stick my, I'll still pick my Subaru over a Hellcat. You know what's wild? It's like what you just said. A lot of these American companies are realizing that that's what their customers want, right? Mm-hmm. Like you look at that new Shelby GT. And that bitch can handle just like a fucking Porsche. And in a lot of ways, it can fucking take a Porsche. That's why I want that, like, RCR Mustang. Or that's why I've been more inclined to want to get a Mustang that Mm -hmm. is much more modern Mm -hmm. than, like, older Mustangs like the Eleanor. Yeah. But, um... If I ever had to do it, it would be that Fox body from the 80s. That is... If... Ideally, my garage, if I was to ever get a muscle car, it would be the Fox body. Bro. Mustang or a Grand National. Good luck finding one of those. I know, but still. Good fucking like, luck. That would be like the... <clears throat> that would be it for me for muscle cars. Mm-hmm. If I was to like 
get one. Like, technically, the Mustang. If you talk to like, if you talk to like guys, they're like, "Oh, Mustang's a muscle car. That's a, that's a pony car. It's a pony car. Pony car. Fucking fat. Because uh, we're all inclusive. We're inclusive as fuck. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but no, no, I don't. No, bro. Uh, you know what I really want? I want a plane. I would love to learn how to pilot a plane. Like, in my mind, like, I've always wanted to own a P-51 Mustang from the World mm-hmm. War II. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like that's how you fucking do it. Mm-hmm. You wake up, you drive your car, you obey the speed limits, and then you go in the sky where you can do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> that's how you live your life. Put the, then you throw, bro, throw the top back, got your headset in, roger, roger, this is B-27 flying by. Mm. That's how you fucking do it. I will say I'll just do the helicopter route. What? If I was the pilot, it would probably what? be a helicopter. What the fuck? I've always wanted a helicopter, uh, like Black Hawks and Apaches and shit. Like, if I ever went to the military, that would have been the goal, mm-hmm. was to do that. I got a boy who does that. He's a, he flies Black Hawks. Yeah. I saw Black Hawk down, and I said, fuck all that. Yeah. I'd have probably tried to do that. I didn't know you could shoot it. Like, that was the first time I realized, like, you could shoot a helicopter down. From the ground. Nigga, you can shoot anything in the sky down from the ground. <laughs> I didn't know that. There's no, there's really <laughs> nowhere they can go. I, I don't know why. I assume like once you got to the sky, it's like, ah, he's untouchable. They nah. fucking pulled out those, those fucking uh, RPGs, yeah, shot no. that bitch down. And I was like, oh shit. Nah, yeah, you same. right. <laughs> nah. nah, fuck that. Anywhere. Anything in the sky, you can shoot that bitch down from the ground. Bro, that was like that uh, the Challenger moment. Like, I wanted to be an astronaut until I saw the Challenger blow up. And I was like, oh, yeah. That shit explodes? Oh, no. Nah, I was like, for me. and it was just like, boom, gone. And yeah. I was like, ooh, yeah, fuck all of that shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, man. I'll, t- <laughs> I'll take the helicopter out before I take, like, the plane. Bro. Because, yeah, I don't know. Bro, so you, you were born in New York and then you moved to Atlanta, right? Mm-hmm. So how long did you live in New York for? Maybe like five years. All right, so, so, about, so I didn't <clears throat> really do much to yeah. like consider myself like a New York. So you like you were like in New York City or like uh, I was in Queens. Okay, because so my I was girl, in one of the five boroughs. Here's the thing, my girl be like, I'm from New York. I'm like, nah, you from Long Island? Y'all had yards. <laughs> if you <laughs> sad to say that if the you... little of New York I do know, yes, they did have yards. <laughs> so you basically you grew up in Atlanta, right, mm-hmm. bro? So, is, like, Atlanta a place you'd want to live forever, or could you ever see yourself leaving? I could leave. But would you want to? It depends on the <clears> opportunity <throat> I'm leaving for. Like, I can see myself having a family, raising a family in certain parts of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. But I don't mind moving to places. Like, my one of my favorite places that I, if I ever had the opportunity to move, it would probably be D.C., like DC. that whole area, that DMV area. Yeah, I would probably. That's low key becoming the move. That DMV area. Yeah. What because the, what, for me, what's going on there, man? For me, it was like okay, I can still have the good crazy nightlife mm-hmm. that I have here or in any big city, mm-hmm. and then go 20, 30 minutes in any given direction, and I'm technically like in a suburb or mm-hmm. like I'm technically somewhere where I could chill. Oh, so you want to be party adjacent. You don't exactly. want to live with a party That's there. if I want to do that. Because mm-hmm. another place I would love to move to is somewhere like Miami. In the Broward area. Like, I enjoyed it. Because I'm Caribbean. Yeah. So being somewhere where there's a lot of Latino people. Mm-hmm. Like a large, yeah. you know, Hispanic or Latino population. Mm-hmm. Or Caribbean population. For me, that's home. Mm. 
any kind of fete, any kind of party, any kind of club, any the food, the cuisine, everything, the life. Yeah. Like, I'm there for it. Bro, I've... Because I wanted to move to Miami, too. Or, in like, in that either... not my, If not Miami, like that Fort Lauderdale, Hollywood, West Point. I mean, exactly. uh, uh, West Palm Beach area, bro. But the thing that, like, scares me about living in Florida is the same thing that scares me about living in California. That bitch will steal time from you. Mm-hmm. Because it's just great all year round. The only mm-hmm. way you know the seasons just change is when the next hurricane comes exactly. and there's a fucking gator in your front yard. Exactly. Dude, my California, aunt, I've been told, is really, really, really nice as far as weather is concerned. Oh, my God, yes. But I have to go out there and see what the life is like because it sounds like the promised land. And I don't want to, like, go based off of what I'm told. I want to experience Dude, it for you myself. have to pull up. Cause like, all right, so the main difference between, like, okay, the way I put it is like this. So in New York... Like, you have very, like, old-school culture and old-school people, right? Like, if you go into an Italian neighborhood, mm-hmm. that's been an Italian neighborhood for 60 years. You go into a Puerto Rican neighborhood, it's been a Puerto Rican neighborhood for 100 years, right? Yeah. So, those people feel a great deal of ownership. So, like, if you go into a Puerto Rican neighborhood and you're doing something that's outside of their culture, they'll call it out. They'll be like, hey, yeah, you know, facts. you don't do that, right? California, dude, that place is like the Wild West. They don't give a fuck, bro. So, like, you'll be driving down fucking, you know, Beverly Hills, like, um, like, La Cienega, La, 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 Loyola, not Loyola, um, or some random street out there, bro, and you'll see, like, a butt-ass naked dude in the street dancing with a glow stick around his dick, and you'll be like, oh, that's just what the fuck happens. See, for me, that sounds like work. <laughs> like, that just sounds like a regular nigga that I'm going to see at the hospital at 9 p.m. Bro, yeah, like, that's just what you, like, you, like, and then you go to the beach and like you'll be swimming and shit, and you see like a lady like with her titties out like skating, and you're just like, oh, this is this, like no one, no one says anything. It's just like, oh, it's just what happens out here. It's mm-hmm. fucking everyone's free. <laughs> <laughs> like that'll be, I don't know. That'll just be. I guess that'll be like the growing point for me. Is like getting used to what the culture is out there because I do know, or from what the sounds of like all my friends and family that do live there. Mm-hmm. Is basically say stating that everybody is kind of like free natured. Oh yeah, a lot of hippies. And I'm like, I don't fuck with people that are like that mm-hmm. all the time because mm-hmm. they're a little bit weird. Oh no, yeah, there's a ton of weirdos. Uh, Here's the thing: you'll go out there and like, there's this idea that everyone in California is a super duper like lefty, right? Mm-hmm. But then you'll go places and you realize like, oh no. See what ha- like California is what I like to say is a uh, a blue state with giant red areas, right? Mm-hmm. So you have your giant liberal centers like the Bay Area or L.A., right? Yeah. But as soon as you go into, like, Orange County, that's Trump country. Yeah. <laughs> city, like, the major cities are mostly blue. Yeah. Yeah, but we're, like, the hoity-toity. Yeah. The upper echelon folk live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're all red. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Bro, but, yeah, you definitely got to, you definitely got to, dude, you got to pull up. Yeah, I, I mean that's the plan. Like I, pull, I hope to do that in the very, very near future. We gotta pull, We gotta. We should plan a trip out there. I'm with it, bro. We should plan a trip. I'm always with planning trips, bro. Yeah, that's. I went fuck. to a weird ass place like Virginia and turned the fuck up, dude. What's it like going to? So like, all I know about Virginia is like that's where this like the Civil War and the Revolutionary War were fought, <laughs> nigga. <laughs> not even gonna bullshit you. I think it was like Booker T. Washington's house. 
Mm-hmm. That day you saw us like do the off roading trip, mm-hmm. we drove past this nigga slave compound. <laughs> like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, I have never been in such like country ass areas in my yeah. life like that. Mm-hmm. And it was a little bit like jarring mm-hmm. for me, especially in the current political climate, current yeah. socioeconomic climate. Yeah. Being a black dude in America. You a black dude in the woods. Not exactly. a good place to be. Yeah. Especially with all this protests and shit that's going on. Yeah. There's a lot of niggas in the woods that don't fuck with people like me and you. You get what no, I'm it saying? No, it ain't niggas in the woods. I don't fucking wearing capes. Yeah. yeah. I use that nigga that term nigga very loosely, loosely yeah. like generally. But I mean it was pretty dope. Like if you want a fucking like getaway mm-hmm. being in the mountains of like Virginia like that Roanoke area where we were it mm-hmm. was it was dope as fuck Bruh. like I never thought I'd be into off-roading mm-hmm. I heard stories of like my dad and his family being into off-roading mm-hmm. but I was like that's probably not for me because I'm a city boy mm-hmm. nah nigga that that's shit, shit that's was fucking shit. lit <laughs> that I I will do that nine times out of ten every time. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I would change is the type of vehicle that I was driving. What kind of vehicles do you guys have? It was like a regular little off-roading vehicle, like uh-huh. a fucking Polaris. Oh, those side-by-sides? Yeah, little okay. Yamaha joint. Nah, nigga. If I can do that shit in like a Baja vehicle, <laughs> I will be in heaven. You know what I'm saying? Like something more high-powered than what the fuck we were driving. Mm-hmm. I would do that. Over anything. And I assume you were driving. I did drive. Fucking wheel man over here. I did mm-hmm. drive. Gabe drove. He had fun. Then he switched with me. And mm-hmm. I drove a little bit more difficult areas. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, I could body this every day. <laughs> it's to the point now that I want something like a Jeep or like a Bronco or something that's like considered an off-road vehicle. Yeah. So I can possibly do shit like that Dude, on the weekend. You know where I'm really trying to go? Where? I'm trying to spend a week in like Colorado. That's I, I slick might have the hookup. Yo, that's so we like can make a trip out of that's this. like. So we. So if you do go to California, get straight flights. Mm-hmm. Do not land anywhere but your final destination. Right? Yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to do that. So the turbulence. Twelve hour fucking day. No, nah, dog. Not even that. The turbulence. Uh huh. Land. So because of the Rocky Mountains. Yeah. You have that cold air coming off the Pacific. Mm-hmm. Throws some hellacious crosswinds. Okay. So landing in Vegas, fucking terrible. Taking off in Vegas, fucking terrible. Dude, mm-hmm. landing and taking off out of Colorado, mm-hmm. scariest shit I've ever done in my life. Really? Because of the quad, the crosswinds coming off the Rocky Mountains, right? What would literally have to happen is like, you know how when you descend, mm-hmm. it's a gradual thing? Yeah. So because of the crosswinds would literally, as we're descending, push the plane, he'd literally have to drop that bitch, then regain control in order to get descend. Oh, fuck. Yeah, fuck you but you're making that sound much more fun for a person like me here's the thing i'm here's the thing i love i'm like trying to have my dick in my throat i love doing but i'm trying to like yeah you're trying to do something stupid yeah like i'm trying to freak out a little bit as i i love doing stupid shit that's my thing Mm -hmm. but i love being here's my thing if i'm gonna do something stupid i want to be in sole control of it so if something goes wrong i can blame myself i don't want to be in the passenger seat while you do something stupid (laughs) So that shit was terrible, bro. But being out there, uh, it's like Kansas, but with mountains, right? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to do that shit. My boys went out there, and they were like, all you got to do is bring a gun in case you see a bear. But all the mountains and the scenery and shit is gorgeous. Bring a gun in case you see a bear. 
Nah, dog. Bears are real out in, there. In like Colorado. Fuck yeah. yeah. Dude, they're starting to see um fucking grizzly bears. So like in Kansas, um, we Those were the most aggressive. So in Kansas, um, they thought that we had run out the last mountain lion like the turn of the century. Mm-hmm. So now guys are going out there and they're setting up their deer cameras and they're catching not they're fucking sniff, taking pictures of mountain lions, right? Mm-hmm. But on the news they'll be like, well, this is a feline that fits the profile of a mountain lion. No, we don't have a, a body. So then my boy, he he hunts out in Kansas. He's like, dog, I've seen like three mountain lions. It's like, mm-hmm. I think he saw like two or three mountain lions in a season. And he's like, yeah, there are fucking mountain lions here. And that's the only thing. I'm not afraid of tigers. I'm not afraid of like lions and all that shit because I live in America. I ain't got to worry about that. Sullivan? Huh? What? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like fucking cougars and bears, them shit scare me. I don't blame you. <laughs> <laughs> Especially like on the bear track. Yeah, I don't blame you. Here's the thing, like in Georgia, we got like black bears, and black bears are like bitch made. But if you have a grizzly bear, grizzly bears don't give a fuck. They will fuck you up, though. Dude, you ever seen like a grizzly bear like bluff charge people? No. Dog. There, like, there are videos on YouTube. I. So when I was looking, I was doing some research on buying a pistol, right? I don't know why, but in my mind, I was like, I need something that can stop a bear. <laughs> I don't know why. Mm-hmm. So then I was looking at videos of like um, bears bluff charging people. And it's the scariest shit you'll ever see. Because basically, like, when a bear sees you, especially if it's, like, a mama bear, Mm -hmm. to assess what kind of threat you are, they'll, like, look at you and then run straight at you. And then right before, like, they get to you, they'll, like, they'll break off. So essentially what they're doing is they're testing if you're going to stand your ground and protect your territory. And they'll do it a bunch of times. And either they'll attack you or they won't. I'm not trying to, like, leave that up to the bear. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, but then here's the thing. So when you read articles about, like, bullets that'll stop bears, you have, like, the 10 millimeter. Facts. So the 10 millimeter, the 40, and the 45, right? Mm-hmm. But you don't have that one guy in the back go, have you ever tried a 22 long rifle? About six of them They're fuckers. They're fucking crazy, bro. <laughs> right? So it was, it was hard to gauge. Then I read on, I got to one article, and it was like, just use bear spray. Mm-hmm. Just use bear spray. 90% of the people who use bear spray, they live. Because mm-hmm. if you shoot a bear, you better kill it. Yeah, they're going to be pissed <laughs> off. Bro, but then, like, in certain places where you shoot bears, you got to deal with, like, the legal ramifications, right? Like so Like, hunting? Yeah. Okay. So, like, if you shoot a bear out of season, you have to, like, basically have, like, kind of witnesses there to basically... To Prove that you're... Your yeah, that you're defending nature. yourself, right? Damn, so it's just, like, regular life. Yeah, so what That's I learned from that is I don't need a bullet that can stop a bear. I'm just not going to go where bears live. Exactly. <laughs> That's the main point. <laughs> oh, man. So, like... I remember when you first got your job, you, like, dealt with, like, a lot of um, patients with, like, mental health issues and shit like that. So, because of COVID, did you see, like, a downtick in those people, or did you It see- did, but now with the second one, it's gotten way worse than what it used to be. Mm. So, you're still having the people coming in with, like, a lot of, like, mental illness problems and Bro, stuff? they came in in the droves. For during, real? During that second one, they came in in the droves. Because a lot of those people started running out of medications. Oh, so fuck. So, a lot of those people started going through crises again. Mm-hmm. And then our ER grew, so we're getting way more of a psych population than we used to. Damn. Yeah. So when those people come in, do you, do you have to, like, screen them for COVID and shit before you give them rooms? Or a do lot it? of them, yes. Some of them, it depends on how bad they are. <sighs> you ever have to send some home? Send some home, like, in a crisis? I don't know. Nah. I, I don't know how this shit works. Nah, we hold them, fuck them up, put them to sleep, whatever we gotta do. <laughs> Sad to say. Like, I had an idea that probably I would have to, like, you know, tell a story, and I do have a story. Oh. Ready and waiting. 
<laughs> about like a very, very like bad or potentially bad situation. Can you tell it? Of course, I can tell it. Cause all right, so the one you told me about what was the gu- the general? Yeah, the dude that had all the generals like waiting in a <laughs> closet that could barely fit a hanger in it. You fuck, she's dead now. Yeah, she's dead now. <laughs> the girl from the river, she's dead. <laughs> Nigga, there is no river like anywhere when near you us. Told me I'm gonna die now. Yeah, <sighs> the thirty minute dying process. <laughs> this right. one, this one isn't as funny. Okay. But it is kind of fucked up. Okay, so what is so, it? So, for some reason, I went to work early okay. one day. <laughs> like, I mean, like, maybe an hour, hour and a half early. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I probably thought I was running late. Wasn't running late. Yeah. I get to work, meet one of my guys in the parking deck. Mm-hmm. So, me and him are having a talk because he's fairly new. So, he's still trying to get his feet wet about, like, things he can and cannot do Okay. in the hospital. So while we're walking in, mind you, it's not even near time for me to clock in to work. <laughs> okay. And I'm getting a phone call in my office mm-hmm. from our dispatcher. Okay. And like I told you, our ER expanded, so it's a lot further for me than it used to be. Mm-hmm. Okay. I get this phone call. And she is like scared. Niggas are shooting in the distance. Oh, yeah. She is scared and was like, yo, you need to get over here like right now. Like they're fighting actively in the ER and they're fighting. They've been fighting this dude for like 30, 45 minutes. Okay. So me and my boy, like I just slap on my gear yeah. and just run over there. And anybody that's in law enforcement knows. Like your gun belt, mm-hmm. you have to secure it with your belt keepers mm-hmm. because what are belt keepers? So it's basically like you put on your belt over your regular belt, yeah, and then there's these little uh, button fasteners mm-hmm. that you slide underneath your actual belt that hold up your pants mm-hmm. and over your gun belt, mm-hmm. and you clip it together, and that's what kind of keeps your belt secure. Okay, so when you're running, it doesn't. Like, jump too yeah. much or shift too much if you're fighting. Yeah. If somebody were to say like pop the uh, the belt clip, mm-hmm. like it won't just fall off. Yeah, basically the second protection. To exactly. Okay. So I ain't never got a chance to put that on. Okay. Because now we're like balls to the wall fucking running Fuck. to the ER. Okay. So what she told me over the phone is that they're fighting. Mm-hmm. I get there. And as soon as I get there, there's a group of people mm-hmm. in front of this room, like 15, 20 people. The charge nurse comes out and, like, sees me, and she comes straight to me, like, Ryan, this dude has hurt two nurses. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, anything he could get his hands on in the room, he has used it as a weapon. He's thrown it at people. Mm-hmm. He's done this, he's done that. Like, we need to take care of the situation. She told me it took, like, eight people to hold him mm-hmm. so they could give him medication to, like, knock him out. Oh, shit. And that's when he hurt the two nurses. He threw them into the wall. Oh, fuck. Okay, cool. In my head? Mm-hmm. Great. This is the type of person I come to work for. <laughs> I Whatever you for say, this. we're going to deal with this shit. Yeah. So as soon as she tells me that he hurt people, mm-hmm. I'm already pissed. <laughs> 
So I walk into the room. Mm-hmm. Dude is in the back of the room holding a phone, like a <laughs> landline phone, and a chair in what? front of him. Okay. And I walk straight up to this nigga's face, and I rip both them shits away from him. Okay. Like, no pause, no nothing. I walk in, mm-hmm. grab the phone, throw it on the floor, <laughs> grab the chair, throw that shit behind me, and I was just me and him face to face. Was he surprised? He was very surprised. <laughs> That's why it was so easy, it was so easy for me to get this shit. Okay, so now it's just me and this dude face to face. I don't know what he's hopped up on, but apparently he's like hopped up on some shit. Yeah. So I'm trying to tell him like, yo, easiest way to get through this situation. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of okay for people who don't understand, and especially for those people who really like hate law enforcement and shit now. I'm just going to let you know there's things in hospitals where doctors can temporarily waive your medical rights if they feel as though you cannot take care of yourself mm-hmm. or they feel as though you're a danger to society. This is what a lot of drug addicts and a lot of mental health patients that are going through crisis go through. So in this particular case, this dude was either a drug addict or a mental health patient. But for me, when I walked in, I had no clue who yeah. he was. So I walk in. Mm-hmm. And I explained to him the easiest way through the process is usually cooperating. Oh, yeah. Stop trying to hurt people. Stop trying to do all the bullshit. Mm-hmm. Just cooperate. Either you sober up mm-hmm. and let them get you back to a regular mind state and get you out mm-hmm. or accept the treatment that they're going to give you. Go to the mental health facility, do whatever they need you to do and get out. That is the quickest way. Mm-hmm. The more you fight, the longer you stay. That's what I was trying to explain to this guy. The more you fight, the longer you stay. Do this easy way. Exactly. Do this the hard way. So the nurses came and told me that they needed to medicate him mm-hmm. because at this point he had been going almost an hour of just straight up fucking fighting them. Damn. Straight up fighting them. And I was like, okay. And I told the dude, I was like, yo, these are your options. You either listen to what I'm saying now mm-hmm. and chill, or we're gonna have to do this yeah. <laughs> the hard way. Look, and this is the way I dance. usually like to go. Yeah. But in this case, I'm trying to give you the option. Yeah. What did this motherfucker respond to me with? Fuck you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now remember, I told you <laughs> what I was told it took eight people to hold this man on the floor. Okay. As soon as he said, fuck me, all bets were off. All bets were off. And the he, new guy is with you. Huh? And the new guy is with the you. The new guy is with me. Okay. Then the two, there was a female officer that was there before me, mm-hmm. and then there was another officer that was there with her. Mm-hmm. And the dude got hurt in the process. He fucked his wrist up. Okay. I don't know what kind of fight this dude put on before I got there, but apparently it was bad. Yeah. I have two nurses. One of them is outside. He can't feel his legs. And oh, I have another, shit. Exactly. And I have another female nurse. So this man hulked out in there. He fucked him up. Yeah. And I have another female nurse that's kind of shook up. Yeah. So she just wants him. Gone. Basically. Yeah. Just incapacitated sleep so they can, like, take yeah. care of him adequately. I was like, I. Right. As soon as I heard <laughs> the words, I got that. fuck you, I was like, I. I try to give you the benefit of the doubt. I try to plead to your like, yeah. you know, I try to appeal to your humanity. You know? I try and to you said fuck you. me, copy, bro. That man went from standing up straight onto his fucking face, bro. 
<laughs> it took eight people before it took one Ryan <laughs> to fuck him up. <laughs> one Ryan is Bruh, equivalent to put eight him people. on his face, twisted him up, and held him. Oh up. my god! And once he got on the floor, that's when everybody jumped did in. Did the new guy help, or did, was he just Yo, like he fuck, helped? This no, is he it? actually helped. Okay, he helped, jumped in, kind of held him still, mm-hmm. even though he was already still. Allowed the medical staff to come in, give him medications, and calm him down, or to help calm him down. Yeah. But because he had been fighting for so long, his physician ordered ketamine. Wait. Yes, ketamine. That, but I thought ketamine was for horses. Ketamine is for horses, and I'm going to preface this again for people who don't understand. Yeah, because I don't. Because know. of certain situations that's happened, especially that's been put out in the media. Mm-hmm. Ketamine is usually ordered and supposed to be okayed by a physician. Okay. If ketamine is given in the field, a physician is supposed to okay it, and there's a whole lot of shit yeah. as far as how they, like, chart or take note of the person's vitals Yeah. after ketamine is given. If it's done, in at least in our hospital, the doctors come and give ketamine themselves. Oh, so basically they're trying to make sure this, this guy has to go chasing the K-hole. Exactly. Because, yeah. well, they do chase the K-hole, but they try to make sure this nigga doesn't die, die. in the process. Yeah. Because in certain cases... In, It'll fucking kill you. Exactly. And yeah. that's what happened. And in the media, it's put out that police has ordered ketamine. Yeah. That's not supposed to happen. Yeah. It's supposed to be a doctor's order, and they're supposed to know how to take care of the patient after ketamine is given. So in a lot of these cases where they say the police ordered it, do they, are they basically saying the police asked a doctor, and then the doctor gave it? or they... If... That was the case because it's a state-by-state thing. They have their own ways of handling things. If the police ordered it, I don't like the fact that they are able to do that. Yeah, that's weird. Because there's a lot of things that the EMTs and the the people that respond to it have Mm -hmm. to do to Mm -hmm. make sure that patient doesn't die Mm. in transit. Mm. Because chasing a K-hole is a freaky little thing to look at because you're basically kind of like a zombie. Yeah. Like, if you look at somebody who's actively fucked up off of ketamine... It's weird. Because their eyes twitch. It's like that... Not only that, but it rocks from left to right. Yeah, it's like they're dreaming, but they're... Exactly. But they're experiencing real life. Yeah. Real time. Yeah, and it's weird. So, in this case, his doctor ordered ketamine. Mm Mm-hmm. And we told him, I told him again, yo... (laughs) You gotta let this work because mm-hmm. you done fucked up. I gave you the options before. You mm-hmm. chose you wanted to fucking fight. Mm-hmm. This is where we're at now. <laughs> You're gonna get the ketamine, whether you like it, yes or no. So what are you gonna do? So the first fight, I guess he learned. Like he saw the fear of God in him. He was like, "All right, I'm gonna let it go." Yeah. But now, after hearing all the shit that was going on, the doctor's afraid. Okay. So, after I had already had this man agree <laughs> to, like, let the doctor come in and give the ketamine. Okay. The doctor is now outside of the room. Yeah. Hiding behind the wall, scared to come in. Oh, so he don't want to fuck with this dude at all. He don't want to come in, period. That's yeah. how bad this dude was before I got there. Oh, yeah. He dropped eight people, dog. So, I'm like, yo, doc, you can come in. <laughs> I, <laughs> I wish you could see the illustration I'm about to give. But the doc is behind the wall. Uh-huh. We can't see him from inside the room. Mm-hmm. All I see is his hand with a needle come out. I have to give out this ketamine. <laughs> and I'm like, Doc, you can come in the room. And he's oh like, God. No, I need him under control. Oh doc, he's God. under control. Yeah. 
you can come in and give the ketamine. Yeah. And he keeps, like, prolonging it. I'm like, yo, this dude ain't finna get ketamine unless you walk in this room. Yeah. And we got you. That's what we're yeah. here for. By this time, it's like four or five, Yeah, six we got you covered, Chief. Come on in. I'm like, you can come in here, bro. Like, yeah. It's not that bad. So he comes in, gives the ketamine. Dude is out of there. Oh, yeah. So take him, take him, get him dressed out, get him into hospital scrubs, make sure he's his vitals and mm-hmm. everything's taken care of the whole shebang. Mm-hmm. I'm walking around talking to the like nurses and things and they're like constantly telling me like dude thank god that you pulled up because this dude like yeah. was fucking crazy <laughs> so apparently what the what had happened before I pulled up is that they had the female officer go talk to this guy he's freaking out throwing shit mm-hmm. then it took another guy to come and help they tried to like do the same thing I said, telling him, like, you know, relax, chill, like, let them help you, whatever. Dude wasn't having it, started fighting, and they tried to, like, get this guy, and it, they said it took legit the two officers that was there and, like, another six to eight nurses jumping on this dude. Was it a big guy? Him. No. Fuck. He was just out there on that shit. He was just on that shit to Fuck. get him under control, and apparently during the initial fight he threw a dude that was over 200 pounds off of him into the wall and the guy said that when he tried to get up he had no feelings in his legs oh shit whatsoever he said the only thing he was able to do was get to a knee and that was it is he okay yeah he's fine now oh he's perfectly fine now and then he threw another female nurse into the wall as well who fucked up her shoulder so you're basically fucking Thor walking around that bitch. Like you apparently a, you got a I Hulk, didn't know that. You got a Hulk problem? <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know that. So they're like, yo, when you came up and you took care of him, we were like, yo, what would have happened had you not come in early? Yeah. And we would have had to wait until y'all got here. Fuck. Cause it would have been like another hour to thirty minutes had I not come in early. Mm-hmm. So Fast forward to the next day, and I'm not gloating when I say this. It was just funny because I never usually get to see what happened, what the aftermath mm-hmm. of any of the fights that I've been in. Yeah, and I will also say like mental health is a very fucking like crazy issue, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, there is no better way to deal with somebody that's going through a crisis where they want to commit bodily harm to another person. Other than actually fighting them, yeah, getting them under control, and mm-hmm. hopefully getting them to the point where they can accept the medication, yeah, or accept the treatment that they're being given, yeah. So, the next day, <laughs> next morning, I come into work, I see the guy, and he's a whole different person. So I'm like, cool, mm-hmm. I don't have nothing to worry about. So, they were about to discharge him, but I noticed that he was limping. Mm-hmm. I didn't think anything of it. Mm-hmm. You know, was it a subtle limp or was it one of them? No, old, it was like a legit limp, like an old man, like I used to play back. Exactly, in the day, kind of okay. so I, you know, I'm not thinking anything of it. So they wanted to like go X-ray the dude. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on with him? So I asked the nurse, I'm like, why is he limping? And she was like, oh, you didn't know? I said, like, what? What happened? They're like, oh, they had to like fight him, you know, yesterday. I was like, oh. 
that was me. I was that nigga. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah. So apparently throughout the whole fight, when I came in and like did what I had to do, mm-hmm. the dude, I guess he got hurt in the process to a degree or not really. I think it's just the amount of people that he had to fight earlier before I got there. Yeah. And then me coming into fight, he was just sore. Mm-hmm. Like his body was sore, but he was more so sore mm-hmm. in the hips. And I think that was caused because I had to get him on the floor. <laughs> you broke and this like, man's hip. <laughs> I didn't break his hip. Like, let's, let's be serious. Okay, but yeah, yeah, you didn't break I his had hip. to get him like yeah. under control. And he was just like you had to sore drop the, from him. What was that? What store's hammer? Mjolnir? You had to drop yeah, Mjolnir right, on his ass? Right. <laughs> and I was like tasked with like escorting him out of the hospital. Mm-hmm. And I've never seen anybody. Wait, you let him up the next day? Yeah. What the fuck? Because what I found out was that he was fucked up off of meth. Oh. And coke, and that's why he was so out Jesus of control. Jesus Christ. Exactly. Holy, yeah, good luck getting that guy down. Exactly. Fuck me. So, <laughs> walking him out, apparently, I didn't know until I came back, he remembers everything from the day before. So, yes, he's fighting, going crazy ape shit on everybody. Mm-hmm. And then this big-ass black dude <laughs> comes in, fucks his day up. And now he's sore. Yeah. So when we were walking him down, I'm like, okay, you know, I'm expecting, yeah. you know, some kind of conversation. Because that's usually how it goes. Some people say sorry. Some yeah. people just don't know that yeah. they dealt with me the day before or a couple of hours before. Mm-hmm. And they're hella nice. And they're usually really wonderful people. Mm-hmm. Quietest elevator ride I've ever taken. <laughs> Quietest walkout I've ever taken. Like, usually I have to tell somebody, like, hey, you're cool to sit here and wait until your ride gets here. If not, you gotta, like, either dip off the campus, call an Uber, call a taxi, or hit a bus. Yeah. I didn't have to say shit to this nigga. Like, he (laughs) just plain flat out walked off the campus. I just want to go home, Chief. He was like, I gotta get away. I gotta go. I'm never coming back. Gotta get away. And it wasn't until I got back where they told me, like, yeah. He remembers literally everything that happened. Mm. He remembers the people that had to tackle him, get him under control, and he says he thanks everybody. <laughs> he is just fucking in pain. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing personal. I gotta walk this exactly. shit off. But Dog. I mean, it's this this COVID thing has been a struggle, mm-hmm. and I think we finally got to a place where our mental health patients are evening out now. Okay. Like, I'm not fighting Mm -hmm. every day six out of the eight hours that I'm at work. Yeah. Constantly. Mm -hmm. Because there was times where I got into four, five, six fights one after the other. Mm -hmm. I literally finish up with this person and walk in straight into the next one. Oh, shit. Or I gotta fight this nigga, lock him in a room, go fight this nigga, get him under control, and go right back to fighting that nigga that I just locked in a room to get wow. him under control. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and I'm kind of glad that these people are finally getting, like, treatment again. Mm-hmm. Because I feel so sorry and so bad for these people because... A lot of us, normal people, don't understand what it is that they go through. I don't think and like you can. The kind of torment that they face. Yeah. When everything within them, their mind, their body, everything that they're feeling is telling them to do one thing. Mm-hmm. And they know that it's 
not normal mm-hmm. and they're trying to just be normal dude you know what I'm saying and it's like a scary thing to hear yeah well, especially the ones where <clears throat> they have like hallucinations and they can't trust even the reality they perceive right mm-hmm. so like mental like mental illness is a really weird thing right so it's not like something like definitive like a broken bone right mm-hmm. So if you have a broken leg, they go, okay, we'll put that in a cast, and in six to eight weeks, we'll start mm-hmm. putting pressure on it. Or you tore your ACL, okay, we can do the surgery, and here are these benchmarks. Nope. A lot of times, it's really a case-by-case basement, mm-hmm. a case-by-case basis. And it's like, treatment isn't like, oh, we just give you some pills and send you on your way. Bro, we might have to give you a series of pills, and you might have to talk to a bunch of therapists and constantly check in. Mm-hmm. And if someone doesn't have access to resources like that, you see they'll turn to, like, self-medication. Yeah. See what dosage works best. Exactly. And then they have these, like, manic episodes and shit, man. Because, like, it's, yeah. It's Actually, like, that Joker movie that came out. Bro. That was a good movie for me because it really kind of almost accurately depicts. Oh, yeah. What mental health and the mental health crisis is like in this country. Dude, what, what scared me about that movie the most is, like, especially as a dude, I've been doing comedy, stand-up, stand-up comedy for about four three or four years now, right? Mm-hmm. I've met that guy, mm-hmm. right? If you want to meet crazy people, you go to fucking Miami, New mm-hmm. Orleans, or you go do open mic comedy, right? Mm-hmm. I've met people who literally have done, like, you remember that, that section where he went on stage and did jokes that just bombed? Yeah. I've seen guys fail, like, bomb. What? Dude, I knew this one guy. He had the, he had the most terrible jokes. Ter- like, one joke... He tried to mix like an RJ joke and a flood joke. So he went on stage with one glove and poured water on his head and then got to his punchline and everyone was just looking at him. And he's like, he has, I don't know if he doesn't know that he's bombing, but he just thinks it's the greatest shit in the world. He probably was like a psych patient nah, and was going but through it's like not just a that. manic episode. But here's the thing. Um, then he did an article where he interviewed himself about one day selling out the Entrust Bank Arena, which is in our town. Mm-hmm. And then he put it out as if it was an interview done by somebody else. That's wild. Oh my god! I met one guy who was like, "I want to get famous, but I guys, I'm trying to angle suck no dicks to get there." I've done it before, and I ain't doing it again. And I'm like, "What, what the fuck, <laughs> dude?" Yeah, like if you want to meet some, if you want to meet some people who are losing their like grips on reality, bro, you go to an open mic. You go to open mics. I yeah. mean, they probably come to me. Oh, yeah, you ain't got to go honest, nowhere. Like, they probably just come to me. You're probably the wrong person. Because like, I've seen some wild shit. Like, yeah. In my three, four years of doing this, I have seen some wild Oh, I believe you. Shit. And, it's like, the worst part like, about I've it, seen a man come in completely thinking he's a whole different, like, personality and thinks he's pregnant. Oh, shit. Full-blown thinks he's pregnant. Uh-huh. And still, like, wilding. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like. Yeah. Mental illness, it's, it's fucking. It's a crazy thing, like, watching people talk mm-hmm. and argue with the voices in their heads. Watching people who are, like, on that edge mm-hmm. between reality and what the fuck they're hallucinating. Mm-hmm. And seeing them fight the voices in their head, saying, like, oh, you need to hurt this person. But no, I don't want to hurt that person because they've done nothing wrong to me. But I have to hurt this person because you won't stop fucking bugging. Holy shit. About hurting this person. You know what I'm saying? I've had people look at me saying, yo, I'm going to have to kill you because this is what 
this voice or this person in my head is telling me to do. Jesus Christ. And until I do so, I'm going to have to try. <laughs> and the only reason why I'm here is because I want to kill myself because that's the only way to get the voices to stop. Fucking shit. Or that's the only way to get me from feeling mm-hmm. so fucking depressed and sad mm-hmm. about whatever it is that I'm going through. Mm-hmm. And that shit is scary to see, especially from somebody on the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. Because you think all everything is cool, but then you see somebody like that constantly fucking dealing with. Mm. You can't even fathom. I can't even imagine. You know what I'm that. saying? Like it's 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 a sad thing to see, it's a sad thing to experience. Yeah. And it's also a scary thing to experience because that's how you understand, like, yo, your mind is very fragile. Yeah. Incredibly fragile. Yeah. Bro, we've been in here for over two hours. Really? Yeah, been in here for two eighteen. I did not know that. Bro, wow, dude, yeah, this podcast obviously you know open door policy. Both of the podcasts in the crib whenever you try to come through. Mm-hmm. I'm here for it, bro. I'll, I'll always pull up if you ask me. Oh, bro, most definitely. But the one thing I want everybody who listens to the podcast to understand is like, do not judge people so harshly all the time. Mm. Because you you literally never know what anybody is going through. Yeah. In their everyday life. You have no clue. Whether they're quote unquote normal or they seem a little bit quirky or weird mm-hmm. or actually dealing with like a severe mental yeah, health. Yeah, you have issue. no idea Please what that person's going to judge from. these people because I promise you what a good day to you seems like can be a very shitty fucking existence for somebody else. Where it's like they're basically trying to live hour to hour, minute to minute, and like make shit shake so they can get through. It's fucking real shit, dog. Do you want people reaching you? You want your contact out there? You got an IG? Nah, I'm not gonna put that out there. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, hell yeah, I respect that, man. I appreciate you coming through, dog. Yeah, no problem, man. I'm always here. Bro, it's open door. Anytime you got some shit you want to talk about, bro, just pull up. Bro, appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Oh, I, I, man, that was a nice conversation. It was good to get um, a perspective of what's going on from someone who's actually on the front lines and seeing it every day and how it affects him. And man, mental health, that's, we got to figure out a way to fix it, to, to fix this thing. It's such a weird issue. A lot of people don't know how to help. Um, but I think we talk about it more. Um, we destigmatize it and we encourage people that may be going through mental health issues to get checked out, get yourself together, and uh, be the best, healthiest, coolest person you can be. Uh, the podcast now, we have a Instagram page. It's at Art of Convo on Instagram, so definitely go follow us over there. You can follow me at Joel the Wise on Instagram. Um, Man, share this podcast. Treat this podcast like COVID, but in a positive way. Give it to people, even if they don't want it. That joke's not going to age well, but that's okay. Thank you for sticking with us. Thank you for listening. Um, yeah. Go live life. Be positive. Call your mom and tell her you love her. Peace.
Now for a word from our sponsors. Let me ask you something. Are you someone who's looking to make it a podcast but you have no idea where to start? Start with Anchor. Let me explain. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. First off, it's free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and many, many other platforms. You can also make money with your podcast without having any minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So what are you waiting for? Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started.